Oh! Fucking got the kid back from basketball game right on time. <laughs> Words you never thought you'd hear Max say. <laughs> yeah. Kids oh, in basketball and no death. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't kill any of them. It was great. Nailed it. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's good to see you, buddy. We were just getting uh, involved in a heated discussion about Star Wars. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's, I'm, I'm all about heated discussions about Star Wars. <laughs> Let's continue that in just a second, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. Max is there sporting some lovely vodka. Max, what is the name of that vodka? Uh, this is Rockabella Vodka. It's the uh, coconut mango pineapple version. And if it sounds like a lot of things to you, let me tell you, it's awesome. It, it's not too many things. Hmm. I thought it might be too many things when I first tried it, but uh, I'm enjoying some Rockabella and cranberry right here, and uh, we're having a good time. Yeah, Max and I got <laughs> interviewing the owner of Rockabella Vodka, and uh, Cheryl, she was awesome. That interview will come out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We had some connection issues, uh, well, but uh, we are working on getting Very fancy. <laughs> Lovely lady. Her story is inspiring. Her husband was a first responder on 9-11, so definitely well, we that interview. Give away the whole thing. I'm just saying what's in the bio, Max. <laughs> I'm just saying what's in the bio. <laughs> We had a bunch of people call off, and it was just going to be me, Max, and Dan, and maybe Scott. Scott's about as reliable as he's available. So we've decided oh, okay. to bring the scene snobs on to join us because Casey had so much fun the last time he was on, and him and Max got this bromance going on that I thought, let's let's bring him in. Aww. He can replace John and Mike. That's, that's coming to a screeching halt today. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for hot takes. I mean, I'm stoked. I, that's oh. what I came in for. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want fire, bro. It's Sunday. Get me stoked. You're, all, oh. you're a little boozed up. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's let's get those vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm greasing the gears here. We'll we'll, we'll let the hot takes flow in here in a second. Uh, let's get to the hot takes right now. Uh, Dan and I were wondering, uh, Casey, what is uh, your favorite Star Wars movie? Well, that's a fascinating question. I'm glad you brought that up. I have so many varieties when I think about what my favorite Star Wars movies is that they they all mean so much to me. And they there's all only one right answer to this question, Casey. So really, right now, well, it's a rotation. You see. Max, it's not that easy because as we grow in life, we change. There's only one and our right perspectives answer to change. Question, so we're gonna have to mute. And so so recently, I, I've actually really come <laughs> back around onto Episode Four, A New Hope. That recently is my Max watch that I absolutely love. That I will watch consistently every day, and it, there's never a fault within it. Um, so that also leads me to one of my next points. 
that although that may be one of my personal all-time current favorites, I have to say one of the best overriding stories that ever came out of Star Wars is uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, this guy's got jokes. He's funny. I like this guy. We should keep him. <laughs> and, and you see the reason for that is because there's never been such a large-scale, grandiose Jedi battle. It was lame. It was lame, though. No, 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 no. no. I'm that not battle with you. was amazing. That, but you cannot take anything away from that battle. You can say that the love story is crap, which it is. It, it is. There's zero connection. It's difficult to like the the uh, the Amidala and and Anakin storyline. It's Sand. difficult because they didn't sell it. What they did sell was a giant fucking arena of Jedi fighting flying things and other droids. It was phenomenal. I, I will I cannot get behind the, 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 the giant epic war because the war between clones and, and droids, it's it's the most useless, pointless thing ever. Because both armies are easily replenishable. Like like none of the actual deaths mattered. And uh, I mean What's like the okay, point? It's the, the idea that these two massive armies are, it's the only way they're going to force themselves into a massive confrontation, the scale of which could take over the galaxy. And, uh, and honestly, it makes perfect sense going down the line of why Boba Fett is so important, why so many of the other clone troopers who do... Boba Fett was only made important after the fact. Oh my God. All right. First of all, just because it's rewritten doesn't mean that's not important to the story. <laughs> Secondly, yes, they made clones. And yes, they were made to the point that they can be expendable and we can make more. But guess what? They weren't. They proved that. They went forward and they, in clone, uh, the Clone Wars TV show, in um, Star Wars Rebels, uh, episode Boba three, Rebels is late. Oh my God! Rebels is great, man. Are you kidding me? I, I, I'm not kidding you. Rebels is lame. Oh my God! I, I, Rebels I, is I, phenomenal. No. Rebels totally locks you in. You get to follow Ezra. You get to see Hera. Ezra is see... such a lame character. The only person I hate as much or more than Ezra is Ahsoka Tano. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 it. That's they're, they're absurd. Both, they're, they're both just. So you just annoying. don't like Star Wars. You just don't like Star Wars. I, I, I do like Star Wars. Completely I okay, Max. We agree. I don't on like your show that you hate Star Wars. I don't we like that. We're setting it bad now. Story I'm not going to let you say it because we know. <laughs> we already know you hate Star Wars. It's okay. No, I, so let's were, move on to something else. I mean, Ahsoka Tano, it was so important to have Ahsoka Tano go through her story as a Jedi who f watches the fall of one of the most powerful and celebrated Jedi. Like, that's incredibly important in the way she connects with him to see the dark side, to find the dark within him, even expounds and gives us more story to Anakin to make him a better character. And I like them more in the freaking cartoon. They had more charisma in the cartoon than they did on screen for the Amidala Anakin story. Oh, they did. I agree with that. But uh, Casey, didn't you really like the Clone Wars movie, too? That's, oh. that's what I'm saying, man. Okay. The movies was great, too. The, the, it was all the wonderful. Only, the only animated Star Wars that's worth watching is the Gandhi Tartakovsky miniseries uh, between episodes two and three. That's that's the only Star Wars animation that's worth watching. See, you know what? We're just going to have to agree to disagree here, Max. I think we're just going to have to reach a point Gandhi where, although better. you're wrong... I think Dan will stand with me here and I say Gandhi did it better. Gandhi did do it better, but it's not the only one. <laughs> I kind of like Clone Wars. See, Some of that's all go. right. 
Bam. No, there's, there, there are episodes that are good. I, I, it's not all bad. I'll give you that. <laughs> and then, and then you get Yoda lightsaber battles. So that's so that's your main take on Star Wars. Then it's like it's like some of the episodes are good. It's not all bad. <laughs> Which means uh, you don't no, really no. like Star Wars. I do like Star Wars. I do like Star Wars. Star Wars <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can have bits and pieces that you don't like about each story. I understand that, and I'm with you on that 100%. But there's absolutely zero chance to say that all of them are bad. Like, even at the prequels, you have, to, you have to give the prequels love, too. I like episode they, one. Okay. That's great. What one. about episode one that you, you like love? Episode one, Darth Maul. Darth Maul is. The <laughs> I don't understand it either. Darth Vader. Darth Maul is the best villain since Darth Vader. Okay, uh, that's fine. I, I, you can end Darth Maul. There's nothing against that. Okay. He has a great uh, fight scene in that. But then when we say okay, but we really like the Jedi battle in uh, in Attack of the Clones, and you say no, that's what sucks about it. It's like what are you talking I didn't about? Say that's what sucks about it. I said that was lame. No, it's because, like, okay, I, I want to see Jedi doing Jedi stuff. Now, when you put a Jedi in a situation with normal people, they should be, like, you should see more. It should be more. Like, when, when when they have the Darth Maul fight, that's the first fight that they had where, where they're doing crazy things that normal people can't do. And 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 then when you, you go and then you show them kind of, like, hacking down droids and, and you're like, okay, I'm going to push five droids around. It's not... It's not the scene that it could have been. Where like if you when, when again I'm going to go back to the Gendy Tartakovsky one. Like that's they put a Jedi in a situation and it's like okay this dude is a hard ass Mace Windu versus an army of droids by himself. That is what I want to see. Not not like okay there's an arena with 17 Jedi in it. It should have been game over. Like like there's not even anything. They should have just okay everyone force push all the machines down. Done. End of story. Like like. Matt. That's, <laughs> Max, Max. To be fair, before you showed up, me and Dan were telling them that the prequels were a hot button issue with you. So this is partly a troll. Yeah, I understand. I understand. They're just trying to push my buttons. But, uh, <laughs> but no, they're trying to push your buttons. We've come down to it. You hate Star Wars. It's okay. <laughs> okay. No, it's just that, like, Hold whenever, on. whenever they're given the opportunity in a live action Star Wars something, they don't. They can't do it, and like you know, like they're gonna they're gonna kill Darth Maul in the first movie, and then give you this seventy year old dude that's supposed to have a sword fight later. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like visually, like there's there's no there's no like yeah, like a Jedi is supposed to be this super powerful thing, and then like they got eighty year old men like throwing sticks at each other. Well, as far as the old man thing goes, sense. let's let's take a look at the mafia bosses that we've all got, come to know and and love from the seventies and sixties, who were old men. Because they're the most brutal. But they're not sword fighting. Okay, you can be a mafia boss because all you got to do is sit down and eat calzones and fucking tell people to shoot other people. Like, they're not trying to have a fucking epic sword battle over here. But it's also showing that the older men can have an epic (laughs) sword battle, all right? (laughs) Look, if I'm just fucking stuffing my face with prosciutto, then I can be a fucking mob boss. But I can't have a a, a two-minute lightsaber battle with Mm. Ray Park, okay? Like, this is not going to happen. So, so Max, you're also an ageist. You hate Star Wars and you're an ageist. Look, look, man, look, no. It's a, a, can you do it? If they found a 70-year-old I'm insulted. (laughs) If Dan could lightsaber battle, then I don't care how old he is. But if he's 70 years old, I mean, like, Christopher Lee, great actor. I love his medal. Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking with Christopher Lee. But that dude is 70 years old. Don't. 
No, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. But like the way they use the force should be different. He shouldn't get into a lightsaber battle. He should just be like, oh, I'm going to stop you and crush you because I'm 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, he does. He does. He's the conniving one. I mean, the Palpatine yeah. is yeah. how old and he goes through and wrecks house. So you're oh, saying Palpatine yeah. wasn't a badass? I mean, just, An- just because Palpatine he can shoot force lightning into the sky. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. And and when they ask these old men who are not martial artists to do martial arts, it does not look well on screen. That that's that's, that's all I'm saying. It does not translate to anything worth watching. Like I mean, I shouldn't be able to recreate the lightsaber battle myself. Okay, then what? A, how did you feel about Episode Three's lightsaber battle? Uh, we get Obi Wan Anakin. The beginning of that fight was awesome. It carries on too long, and, and they like you know then they start jumping in the lava, and they're not really fighting. It's all just camera tricks, and then they kind of like you know, and again they're just it, it's like the seventies movie. Like like when you have um, Darth Vader fighting Obi Wan in nineteen seventy seven, it makes sense the how it was choreographed. But when you bring a modern movie with, and you've already shown that you can have modern fight choreography. How do you take a step back from that then and go back to swords clashing at each other? Now, yeah, Obi-Wan Anakin is a solid fight for the first, like, two minutes. And and uh, when they're, like, standing nose to nose with each other and they're both doing this little whipping around flippy thing, like, I'm, I'm down for that. And I needed more of that. But, like, the fight ended pretty much right there. They, they hop out into the lava and then the fight's over. Well, yeah, because he's trying fighting. to escape because he realized that he wasn't as strong as he thought he was. Whatever. He's got what the like, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Once I achieve the high ground, it's all good from there. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not hearing it. And, and like the, the most badass swordsman, the most badass swordsman in all of Jedi history goes out like that. I don't know. Boys, boys, I'm not down. Boys, <laughs> we don't need, we do not need a Mortal Kombat match right here on the Three Geeks podcast. But, <laughs> yes, uh, we do. Speak for yourself. Let's take the time. <laughs> The lovely Mortal Kombat trailer that dropped this week. It looks stupid. What? Yeah. <laughs> I first learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil. No. Capture a wanted fugitive. This is awesome. When we got there, we get close around you in a second. <laughs> I love it. I like it when the guy gets stabbed with his own blood. Yeah, that was cool. Too. This is what I don't like. This is obviously going to be the worst part of the movie. Yeah, and it's going to be most of it. Reference a great tournament. Champions. We should have brought back Robin Show. Uh, is that the dude from? He's from um, Last Samurai. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's the, uh, the the angry general dude who doesn't like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I doubt many generals really like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean. Tom Cruise's character in the movie. <laughs> Nobody likes Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was disappointed because we didn't get the techno thing. I'm not. We need to move past it. You know, you got, you got to move past it. 
technically you kind of do at the end. That is awesome! Never thought I'd see somebody get stabbed with their own blood. <laughs> Nobody stabs with my own blood. Nobody! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> no. I mean, it's definitely gonna be pure fan service. It looks like it's got everyone you want. You fucking beauty. <laughs> I I'm excited. Now, what do you want to bet? What do you want to bet that they just showed you all the cool parts and That's, what you're going to go see in the, the, the theater is, I got this birthmark that says I, I'm a dragon. And, and then <laughs> it's his whole story for like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to happen. Uh, if, it, it, how long is the movie going to be? Because that'll dictate how much bullshit we have to sit through. I mean, like, I it's only a 90-minute movie. If it's a 90-minute movie, then we only have to deal with an hour of that shit. And the 30 minutes of cool shit will be 30 whole minutes of cool shit. <laughs> Because, I mean, so far, Mortal Kombat is still the best video game movie of all time. I, I can't disagree. <laughs> with that. I can't disagree. Uh, with you. I would. I mean, I'll, I'll put it up there. I mean, I'll definitely say it's one I can revisit without too much pain. I mean, yeah, what? I'm guessing you guys haven't seen uh, the Far Cry movie. Far Cry? Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. I know. Uh, double, double <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know that exists. Oh well, now you do, and it is now awesome. You <laughs> Anthony have, have, have you seen the the? Oh, that's cool. The, the uh, Italian Assassin's Creed movie, not not the one that was released in theaters, but the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually did watch that, and it, it was pretty decent. I enjoyed the Italian one. Uh, I saw uh, <laughs> Double Dragon in the theater, in the movie theater, the, the movie theater we were in. The projector hated that movie so much that it lit on fire. <laughs> it was just right. Oh, yeah, just wait when you were five, I was. Um, I don't know. It came out in '92, so I would have been ten. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna approach the sixth person in the room. Hi, Scott. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? I, I felt like you were just kind of sitting there. I was confused. Well, is this is this a new fun. house? Are you in the new house? No, this is just my living room as opposed uh, to my my desk. Jesus, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping. I for wish a, a I new wish. geek location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still, still a ways off on that. Yeah. All right. So, Casey, if you want to know how to get Scott going on a rant, uh, tell him how much you love new Star Trek. <laughs> oh man, Kelvin timeline's fantastic. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It doesn't, doesn't work if I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I, oh, well, that's yeah, yeah. no fun. See, I, I don't know. Once again, <laughs> once again, I still really like them. I, I do. I do enjoy the Kelvin timeline movies. I think they're fine. They're yeah. fun considering do, what we had previously. Too, I'm not well, going to I mean, say. I like, I like Star Wars too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Max, don't lie to people. <laughs> I mean, there would have yeah, we don't, we don't been a, 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 no, but like, like, be been a better segue. Because Max goes, oh, yeah, there, there, there's only one answer to the best Star Wars movie, and it's going to be, yes, yeah, the Wrath of Khan. See? <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been so good. <laughs> All day. All day, buddy. No, but being Aren't honest, you? though, like, I do find myself hating, like, now that, like, Star Wars has gone on for so long, I don't like more Star Wars than I do, like, that's that. That is true. 
Now, how did you then, feel then about you the newer like Star movies? Wars. I do like Star Wars, though. Huh? How did you feel about the newer movies? Uh, nah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Like, there's a lot of things they just didn't didn't do right. I like like with the, the character with Finn. Like, they don't go into the fact that this dude like broke Stormtrooper mind washing. Like, and they could have had a whole deal with that of like you know like getting like out of a cult pretty much. I very much I leave it on the floor. <laughs> I very much agree with that. They missed that opportunity in eight. I think they really could have explored that a lot in more. In all of them. In all of them. Like True. why him? Why why was he able to break it? Why like like if he would have just been absolutely batshit insane, like they could not control his mind because his mind is so warped, that would have been great. But uh, you know, they they again they just make him kind of this bullshit side fucking well, let's be, character. But we know why. Because they picked a black uh, character and a female character, and they put them in the first movie, and whichever one was more popular was the storyline they were going with. Because Disney is all about getting the social justice uh, down. Oh, I it's, it's what it, like how, however they did it wrong doesn't matter. They still did it wrong. Like it, 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 it's, it's like <laughs> I mean, we can, there was still a perfect amount of room to do both stories. They just oh, absolutely one to the side. That's why I, mean, I can't stand the new ones or Disney for what they're doing. Um, because like in in the, in the was it the second one where Finn goes off to the casino and all this shit. Oh, that was fucking terrible. the whole plot line. <laughs> that whole plot line was negated. Like like it's just like oh, it actually does none of this matters. Like yeah, in, in that same true. movie, like people Finn. argue about how like one movie like cut off the other movie. Like I'm like they did it in the same movie. Like it, well, it, it's <laughs> what Ryan Johnson did with eight is he took Finn into a time machine and stuck him into what would have been a sequence in the prequels. Like everything about Finn's storyline in that seemed like it was taken straight yeah. from the prequels. I but, see very much where they wanted to take this one character and they wanted to show you what the normal ground trooper looked like. I get that they were trying to give you that perspective right. and give you some idea there. That would have been brilliant. And you're 100% correct. They did not do it with that whole need to escape kind of thing and find this the, what the, the code breaker or whatever his name was. It was a bit unnecessary and was very droning. Here's my comparison. And then at the end of it they... Throw uh, the, like, they just, oh, we're gonna shoot this in the shoot one spaceship into the other spaceship, and all the stuff that you did does not matter. Like, it, it, <laughs> and but like, my whole problem is like, they could have had a storyline where Finn is a stormtrooper trying to save all the other stormtroopers, the only person in this Star Wars galaxy who actually cares about stormtroopers, and they're trying to kill him. <laughs> like, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot but, that would have been but, awesome in those movies. But why do that when you can have him running around like a Capri Sun for like five minutes and then, then totally forget about it? <laughs> because Ryan, Disney came to Ryan Johnson and said, hey, you're a really talented director and writer. Uh, would you like to do a Star Wars movie? And he said no. And then they're like, well, here's a check. And he goes, I'm going to the bank. <laughs> and I'm, I would too. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not mad at anyone who takes Disney money. Okay, I, mean, I cannot fault anyone who takes Disney money. I would take it in a heartbeat. I would sell out right now if Disney wanted me to. Okay, like don't. I'm not even gonna get that twisted. I'm not mad at him for it. But uh, you know, like if we're talking about the, the like just the crappiness of the storyline, yeah, like there's a bunch of bullshit in the new movies where it's like you guys just really could have done a lot better. And uh, they have like you know, even if you're gonna like just. You're like you're not original at all. There's so much 
like even fan fiction to pull from that's better than what they gave us. Where it's like you could have just ripped off anything and it would have been better than what you gave us. <laughs> uh, to be fair, Casey, um, the problem started back when they said, "JJ, do you want to do a Star Wars movie?" No, I do not want to do a Star Wars movie. Here's a check. JJ, JJ, you just have to make one movie and then episode eight director will figure it out from there. You don't even have to plan the whole thing. You just got to come in. You got to throw a lot of stuff into your seven, make everybody excited about Star Wars. And then look how many zeros is on the check. So yeah. And then zeros. Uh, yeah. How much money do I get paid to do that? So I don't have to have a plan. I can just go in and make my movie. I don't even have to talk to Ryan Johnson. Absolutely. I mean, who in the world plans a trilogy? You just go in, make your movie, and then Ryan Johnson will uh, take the baton and just negate everything you did and make it his own. Hey, and then you come back and that, uh, see that way over there. That's the decimal point. Way over there. <laughs> well, I mean, after what he did with Star Trek, I could see why they're so excited about it. I mean, the Star Trek reboots are fantastic. So once you're able to take that, something that I loved, and I really personally felt like he took something I loved, JJ, and and made it and just went, here you go. Here's a new updated version. Enjoy, people. And some people did. Some people didn't. I happen to be one of those people who went, wow, they did a complete fan service for me, and I loved it. I personally, I personally like both of JJ's Star Wars movies, but as a through line, as a whole storyline, they're not good. Like, um, if you watch yeah. each movie individually, I think they're fine. Star but, Wars um, Raiders of the Lost Temple of Doom was was okay, kind of, but... Uh, well, Star Wars Tomb Raider, Max. I wouldn't put it up to Indiana Jones standards. I <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't even do that. I mean, Which, I'm... I'm a, Unless you want to ask, add add the crystal skull, then then that that's okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Star Wars Raiders of the Lost Crystal Skull. That's, that's hold on, hold on. Go. What what's Crystal Skull? I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, it was a made for TV sci-fi oh, movie. Oh, don't it's, worry about it's it. a great movie. I've never heard of this movie. Let me tell you something that's old really people good. in fridges. Crystal Skull is the best Indiana Jones movie there is. <laughs> Because they're fighting the commies. That's why he likes it. He just likes it. Mick, Mick couldn't with a straight oh, face. Oh, John Hot Take Orlando. I didn't know you could join us today. Yeah, Mick couldn't even say that with a straight face. Like, Casey could tell us right now that The Happening is the greatest film to ever great film. Wait, you don't think it is? It's and so good. Wait, what? No. Uh, you know, I, I do enjoy watching people run away from the wind. It's that that's a great concept. Well, because trees yeah, are yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. explain nature with science. <laughs> I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm doing science over here. Hey. Oh, I'm gonna punch that wind in the it's face. It's just like ICP. <laughs> R.I.P.D. was fantastic. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Jeff Bridges, Ryan Reynolds movie? It's what America needed. It could have been so good, though. Like, I haven't seen that. Let me ask you guys a question, like a serious question, because I've heard the reviews, which has kept me away. If you're a Ryan Reynolds fan through everything he's done, I've liked most of what he's done. I, I liked him in Blade Trinity. I didn't like that movie, but I liked him in it. Would R.I.P.D. be worth one watch? Look, Green Lantern and no. R.I.P.D. You just stay the fuck away from. No, no, okay, honestly, you know, watch them once. There's no reason. No, to watch go them back. once. I have gone back to Green Lantern several times as a Ryan Reynolds fan, and I love it. It's awful, but I you gotta you gotta enjoy the awful. You gotta be in a mood to watch something terrible, and yeah, you'll be fine with it. You might be happy. Yeah, if you're a masochist like Dan, I would say watch R.I.P.D. No, 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 because those, those aren't even terrible. Okay, you you go watch right. some weird ass, you know, South Asian, uh, you know, fucking spy like thriller or something. That's terrible. This this is just stupid. 
<laughs> yeah, see, it's not that's, even, it's not that's even bad I enough. I mean, you know, don't, don't say bad it's enough terrible. for Dan to watch. It's just how, how about this, Jason? Did you like exactly. Quarantine? Did you ever see Quarantine, the movie? No, we lived it. Right? Yeah, fair. <laughs> but it's a weird, random... I don't, I don't remember the lead actress's name anymore. The Carpenter. Last Jennifer name Carpenter. Thank you, Jennifer Carpenter. Yeah. Fantastically terrible movie. If you can enjoy something like that, you'll enjoy these movies, and then you'll never watch them again. Or or you could watch the original. Which, what's better? I, uh, I just finished uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, and as somebody who came on and said that it had, was just an okay pilot, that show gets better progressively throughout oh, yeah. the season. I love the last three or four episodes. I thought they were fantastic. They're and hilarious the way they tie in that world. They really associate with, okay, look, yeah, of course there's an Enterprise out here. Of course there's wonderful, amazing vehicles like the Titan. But Starfleet's huge, and there's a whole lot of slack asses. Yes, and I'm really glad that um, that Jonathan Frakes had a cameo in the final episode. I yes. love I loved Jonathan Frakes. The more work Agreed. that guy gets, the happier I am. I, the only I, thing I don't want to see him on is Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. It's fuck terrible. you. Come on Nick. now. Those, those are saying that we interviewed one of Mick's buddies, uh, Blaine Weaver, and um, he was all in right, it. Right, right. First of all, I'm going to say this. Give the guy some credit. He's a Hollywood filmmaker. It's not just like one of my buddies. <laughs> so, you're, so you're not friends? Is that what you're saying? We are, but I want to at least give him credit. Like he's got I, I'm, I'm about you, Mick. I'm about you. not like Star Wars. Maybe you value your judgment <laughs> of people higher than, than anything they've actually accomplished. So, uh, I'm not throwing guests your way anymore. <laughs> so, so he was in Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction. Apparently, I'm the only person who's ever asked him about this show. But the guy was also the voice of Peter Pan. And he made the one uh, straight-to-Netflix American Pie movie that's okay. Like, it's actually not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. It does a really good job of capturing the essence of the original movie. Like, it doesn't go for the raunch like all the other direct to DVD sequels go. It added the heart and stuff. And actually, it had no nudity in the movie <laughs> at all. But I thought he did a really good job with that film. And he's also got a horror film called Getaway. See, Mick, I got it. Love okay, what's the name of the American Pie movie besides the one other, the one good one that was on uh, in theaters? American Pie Girls yeah, and, and Rules. Mick, yes, not as bad as the uh, Naked Mile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Naked Mile is terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, it's got a lot, lot of heart for a for a movie with with some dude who's put his dick in a pie. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I watched like twenty five minutes what of bacon on accident one time, and it, I, I didn't like. I, I watched <laughs> I watched two of the other ones, and they just turned Eugene Levy's character into like a weird pervert. Like, why is he at all these naked high school slash college events? Eugene Levy <laughs> needs money. That's why. Because next month we're gonna learn that, because because next month we're gonna learn that that's that's how he he really is. <laughs> like somebody's gonna come oh, out God, and be like, God, oh yeah, I hope, I hope man, I hope, Levy. Oh, don't don't do it. Don't I hope that it, everyone man. from SCTV is able to survive everything, all of the movements. Oh, I hope they have no please, blemishes. Please don't suck. You know, it's like God. I hate yeah. it when you find out he's like, oh, I like this person. Yeah. Now, turns out they fucking suck. Shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, at least back in the day with like RDJ, you know, they were just drunken cocaine heads. Like you can deal with that. Yeah, that's I mean, an addiction. That's you can self, get over that. 
I can deal with self-destruction. I don't like you fucking you like, like when people are just yeah, doing all yeah, this shit to other people. You want to do whatever to yourself, that's your business. But like keep your hands off people. <laughs> uh to uh Jen and Chris, if you guys are watching, Dan's opinions on the Eugene family is that of Dan <laughs> that of oh, the Tiggy Podcast. What's that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, seriously, they're just all name name Eugene, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, fucking George Foreman named all his kids George Foreman. Like, yeah, yeah. George, yeah, yeah. Georgina, the, the George family. <laughs> uh, Scott, man, uh, what have you been up to? We haven't heard from you at all. Kind of, I can tell you, he's not been watching anime shows that he said he would watch for the anime podcast that we do. But does he? In my defense, him? I never said I would watch it. I don't think I even replied. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, yes, you did. I'm gonna pull it up right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Carry on, carry on Scott. I, I'm just going to find the evidence that, that you're a liar. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fact-checking you over here, but please tell us about things. Regular <laughs> Snopesimus Prime. Damn. Um, not much. <laughs> it's deep. All right, guys, let's get into our WandaVision discussion. <laughs> All right. I've been watching WandaVision. That's your little, uh, that's your little glasses clinking there, isn't it, Scott? I, I think so. Probably. Yeah, that, that is. That is. Well, that's just cheers. He might have been hammered. No, yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement, and acceptance of the proposed anime. Yeah, I don't know if you know Max how. Like, hey man, I want you to watch this, and and Scott's just like, hey man, good for you. Great <laughs> idea. I'll that's, get out of that. That's all of me. Yeah, see, it's fine. <laughs> All right, guys, WandaVision's episodes six and seven. Dan, we'll get to you at the end. You can tell us what you watched instead of WandaVision, or did instead of WandaVision. Sure. Uh, episode six I thought was awesome. I like the costume contest, and I like Marvel's way of showing us that if they use those old costumes, how cheesy it would actually look. And so grateful to have those old costumes because that's what I read. That's what I grew up with. Was was I, that's my Scarlet Witch? That was my vision. I mean, maybe a little less boxer, gym shorts looking, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely those characters. Quicksilver nailed it. I I just happy to have all these characters. It's the side adventure. Yeah, the big hair up. It was so awesome, and it's great to see that. It's it's really fun because those are the callbacks that they're continuously making throughout the show, not just talking about television with the way the sitcoms were set up, but also showing where Marvel was during those times. Hmm. I, I like how it was like, nice to see her in that outfit. Hey, -oh. I like how she's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Sokovian fortune teller. So I like how it was like kind of grounded in the world, which is like a, just a fun little like wink. I thought the uh, special effects where Vision was leaving the town, I thought those were really well done. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing was emotional. Like he's literally dying as he's forcing his begging way out. Begging for help. Like begging yeah. for help for these people is wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's why you can wield the uh, one ear. And I love the combination of the two. Like they take what we love about the sitcom because we were in the 90s for that one. And then I, the stuff that's going on outside. Randall Park, that guy needs more work. Gosh, he's hilarious. Always Be My Maybe was fantastic. I mean, he's yes. just got such killer delivery. Yeah, oh. they they really do. Like, I'm so glad to like they brought that character in to to this. And and yeah, I, I definitely. If you watched any two episodes of uh, Fresh Off the Boat, uh, you can start to see this dude's just like he's got it going on. Um, this his, his comedy. 
And he was Max fantastic. Bro. Really good in... Uh, so tell us more about how much you love Star Wars, Max. <laughs> like the good Star Wars, like the prequels and Last Jedi. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep, you heard it here first. Uh, first, folks. He loves them. <laughs> As he says nothing. <laughs> Wait, but, is he frozen? Um, Max, yeah, you all right? Frozen. Oh, okay. So, I'm uh, in that picture. He's I've been hearing rumors of uh, Randall Park and Kat Dennings' Marvel show where it'll be kind of like the X-Files with the two of them playing the leads. I, I want to see it. I, I don't, don't care, but I want to see it. It could maybe be like a miniseries or something. Yeah. I don't know why like everything needs to get its own show now. I think they're kind of oversaturating the market. No, that's very true. And Scott, I'm 100% with you because I had a, actually went through that oversaturation issue where I had to kind of take a break and then come back to it. Um, and now I'm rewatching the MCU because of WandaVision because it did kind of jump forward and kind of jumpstart my desire for watching these shows again because it's so good. The world they've built is fantastic. And there is that fear of oversaturation. That's why when you have these great characters, you really don't want to kill them. You want to keep letting that just kind of build naturally through the course of this series. And then we always have that. It gives them more depth and gives them a lot more story, which I think they both deserve. You know, they did it a little bit towards the end of the movie run before, you know, during Endgame and so forth, where they started to kind of shift the way the movies were made. And the thing I like about WandaVision, and it looks like Loki's going to be kind of like that too, where they're trying new things. Like WandaVision is not a traditional show slash traditional movie. You either love it or you don't. And I like that they're taking chances. And Loki looks like it's more of the same, where it's going to be a little bit more outside of the norm with the MCU. I mean, Winter Soldier and Falcon looks like it's going to be more of the same, but I like that we're getting some chances taken in this television experiment that they're doing. And they need to release Black Widow soon or else Black Widow is going to turn into an irrelevant movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my main problem with WandaVision is when they cut to like outside the whatever they call it, the bubble or whatever, because I think like you said, you know, there's going to be other shows that are more traditional, you know, like Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. So I wish it would be a little bit more like just within the bubble. Like there's plenty of that stuff in there, but I kind of honestly lose a little interest whenever they cut out. And it's like, you know, the aspect ratio changes and it's like, all you know, kind of serious and more just typical MCU stuff. That's not as interesting as the stuff happening inside. It's very true, yeah. And I think they call it the Nexus. I think that was the throwback to the little uh, pill commercial they did for Take a Nexus. Yeah. If you have depression, if you're you know trying to get over stuff, and they made that a nice little segue there. Also, shining a light on our issue with our pharmaceutical companies in the United States. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't... A small, a small light. <laughs> what I a very large issue. <laughs> Well, Disney has to do something. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, Scott. I agree. I like what's happening inside uh, Westview more so than outside, except for Randall Park. I love seeing him pop up. But they could put him in something else, too. And I'd be okay with that. The problem is they have to put the outside of Westview because they wouldn't have the same audience that they have now if they didn't add that in because general audiences aren't like us. They don't want the complex storyline. They want something that will help move the story along for them. I, I agree. I think we need the stuff outside, but I would have liked if they had gone longer before we even ever cut outside. Like 
I think it was like the third episode where they finally cut outside. It, it seemed to happen pretty quick. I was expecting to be like closer to the end of the season before we saw any kind of like external, like here's what's actually happening. And I think it was that was going to be mystery and intrigue. On the yeah. Inside. And that would have been a great idea. I think the issue with that is though, if you do that, you are going to lose the other story you're trying to tell. And if this is only going to be a limited series, they only have them for so long. So I can see right. why the pacing is the way it is. Now, if this was going to be four or five seasons, it'd be way cooler if they waited to the very end it, and then expose everything. I mean, our own Dan is an example of why they can't do that and why they know their audience. Cause they lost Dan with the sitcom storyline after episode two. And I think they would have lost cause uh, WandaVision broke uh, Disney plus two weeks ago. Like, they released the episode 10 minutes later. The whole thing was down for like an hour because too many people were trying to watch it at freaking 2 a.m., which is ridiculous. People like go to bed and just watch it the next day. It's how I see it. But uh, yeah. Jason, are you upset because you were affected by it? <laughs> no, I woke up the next day and I saw all the uh, um, critics that I follow were very upset that they couldn't watch it at 2 a.m. And I was 430 in the morning and I'm turning it on just fine. So, you know, guys, it's OK. It's fine, but um, um, I, I, I I don't know if they if they were if the plan was to not like let's say we don't know what's going on on the outside until Vision tries to push his way outside of the thing. Like I think they would have had to focus on on making you know the sitcoms a little more a little different a little more involved, and mm -hmm. I, I they, they might have been able to keep you know the dance of the, of the the fandom uh <laughs> it, it, it entertained um but uh you know I, I i agree though i think you know depending on how long because i thought it was only going to be six episodes which is why they had to do that in episode you know three uh, mm -hmm. but you know it's it's more than six episodes so i i, I really do think they could have you know, like we waited to find out like even you know like like what is anything until yeah. Vision literally tries to push himself out of there to save everyone, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and then you know you figure out that there's there is an outside and and the world is going on and she's doing all this, you yeah. know. Just, but just because you learn a lot when when someone comes to the outside, like you learn that there's there's a lot of information just by that happening that you don't need yeah. to talk your way through. And so when when you have them explain it to us like that, like kind of you know heavy, like just ham handed, like here's what's going on, here's all the things. That's I, I, I did I do feel like it could have been better. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm not uh, you know mm -hmm. I don't want to poo poo it too much, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with Scott where like they they I think they could have done it a little more a little better and a little more like artistically, and it, it would have really really shown. Um, but uh, you know it's Disney, so you got it. You got to take it. You guys want well, the artistic season two? Let's get David Lynch in there. We'll make this thing artistic. There can't be there can't be a season two. The cat's already out of the bag. Like it's, it's too late. Well, it's like especially in the earlier episodes, there's just like very unsettling moments where like you can tell like something's not right. Not everything as is as it, you know seems to be. But like but like Max was saying, when you keep cutting out and getting exposition as to you know what things are and why they're happening. They really undercut those moments because there were like some episode two moments where I was like, that's really creepy and just like unsettling. And when you're constantly cutting out to, you know, uh, what's her face, Dennings and, and Randall Park, you know, cracking wise outside and everything's, you know, kind of lighthearted, even, you know, in the real world, it's like that it loses that edge. So. 
I think uh, the Randall Park and Kat Dennings show would be great on ABC. But let's move on. See, I have to I have to disagree there real quick because Agents of Shield already screwed up. Yeah, but they I think are, we've already had our screw up. Let's let's well, leave it at that. Well, what if they did it, but but good? Think about yeah, it. Like less of field, but good. Yeah, because we don't have Perlmutter running the TV division anymore. We have Kevin Feige running the TV division. So I have a lot more faith in Feige than I did in Mutter. But we haven't really talked episode seven. In episode seven, things start to really make sense. We find out who Agnes is to some extent. And we find out that what we kind of all theorized in the beginning is that somebody's helping Wanda uh, propel this or she's being manipulated on some degree and we kind of got that confirmed in this episode yeah i am a fan of agnes harkness i i like agnes is one of the, the those things that i did not expect to enjoy as much as i do from the whole series you know like she's always popping in and and you know, like doing her thing and like she's the plucky neighbor you know but like she I guess she's got just great timing. She she works well within the you know like what she's given, and uh, I enjoy that character. And to find out that like she might be carried on past this is is really awesome. I'm I'm excited about that. I was glad that she's like the villain of the show. Well, Agatha is also a big part of like the Fantastic Four. Yeah, be interesting if this is a lead into that. I yeah, think with the the new Salem tie-in because you know she was part of that with the Scarlet Witch out and uh, when they were in old Colorado. So that mm -hmm. was a, that was a fun storyline. So it's exciting to see what they do with this and how they're going to continue to play it up with the witches versus each other. I think we're going to get a fantastic I think everybody thought that this show was going to lead to the mutants and sure we kind of got a hint to um um what's her name? Uh Rambo being changed because of her leaving the Thing. So I think we kind of see the mutation happen uh, with her. I feel like it's more than a hint <laughs> when she like actually uses some powers. She didn't have control over them, but she definitely did a thing. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've seen our first hint at the mutants with her, but I think the show is more so going to introduce us to the Fantastic Four because Rambo mentioned she had a friend who was that could help. And I'm wondering if that friend, this has been all over the internet, wondering if that friend could be Reed Richards. And will we see Reed Richards show up on the show to help? Uh, I just, you know, if they're going to do Fantastic Four, I, I mean, like, God, please. Please. <laughs> don't hurt so many times before. <laughs> right? Like, don't fuck the Fantastic Four again. Like, I can't handle it happening again. Look, like, there should be a Me Too just for Fantastic Fours. Like, like <laughs> these poor guys, these poor characters have just been ruined time and time again. Well, the 90s version was fantastic. That yeah. was really good. I love the oh, spandex yeah. bodysuits. It was really solid. Roger the the 2000s were great, man. I'm sorry, but that original Fantastic Four, the ones that came out with uh, what Ian Gruffold and Jessica Alba, I dug those. I thought they were decent. There was absolutely – I have very little wrong with those. You are, you are very little wrong with those. Uh, Look, uh, no, see, as far as movies go – right. I, I mean, who didn't love Lawrence Fishburne as – you know, he was great as Silver Surfer. That's what you want. That's how you beat the Silver Surfer is just logicking in them. I'm just surprised you know that guy's name. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic's oh, name. Oh, yeah. Ian Gruffle, I was a big fan of his. He did quite yeah. a few movies that I was a big fan of. Right. He was in that. Uh, that King Amazing Arthur Grace movie. was good. Oh, yeah. The King Arthur movie was awesome, man. He was Lancelot. Oh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I give uh, WandaVision six out of seven. I'm continuing with my three out of three geeks. 
Uh, yeah, I, I I would absolutely jump in and give it a three out of three. I think it's fantastic. It's worth a watch. It's been solid the whole way through. I haven't seen enough of anything that takes me out of the MCU. It throws me right back in, and it comfortably lays me down on a satin pillow and says, "Welcome." <laughs> you see, wait, nothing you say can be can be taken seriously. <laughs> you just said you like the Fantastic Four movies from the two thousands. Like, no. Yeah, he means it. No way. <laughs> He means it. And I don't blame him. I mean, no. I don't think they're terrible either. I like the first one enough. It's a guilty pleasure of mine, the first one. Oh, come on. In a, in a, at a time when we had... Give us, a, give us a little bit of credit. At a time when we had... Uh, what was that? Daredevil movie. You're going to say that the they completely fucked up the Fantastic Four? Yeah. I don't think they did with that first one. I don't think the special effects hold up. But on the second one, I can't, I can't do Cloud's anymore like that only, and green lantern the only thing that was good in the fantastic four movies was chris evans human torch and and that's like saying ryan, ryan reynolds was good in in blade trinity okay like it's not that that's that's what the, the survivors say you know actors just like well you know at least there was this to get us through but like like there's there's no. That's not a. That's not a good thing. Okay. I just think of the members of the soccer team from Alive being like, "Well, I mean, at least the defender had some thick calves, right? Uh, like tasty chops." But Max, let's take a second and um, show that vodka again, because Cheryl just shared us and she's chatting in the thing. I'm Check drinking. out Rockabella vodka, guys. It is fantastic. Oh. I got. Thank I you, did, Cheryl. I'm gonna tell you. I did Rockabella and cranberry. So here's to you, Cheryl. Scott, oh. what do you give Wandavision? Um, these last two episodes, I think I put them around a two. Um, two out of three. So, like I said, I think a lot of the intrigue has been lost. I think they're explaining too much too fast. Um, but it's still very entertaining, and so excited to watch it every Friday. I would put it at a two, personally. Yeah, okay. I, I think two is right where it needs to be. Um, if like it, it, it's because Disney, you can say see where Disney's running the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if it was given to any one person to to do that, you know, like it, it, obviously they can't have David Lynch do it. But you know, like, if it was given to Lynch to do, and they like let him do his thing, like it would be like a three out of three, Good. four out of three geeks. But you know, like you know, they, they have to. Disneyfy it. There has to be a Disneyfication. There's got to be, a, you know, like the explanation, everything. You know, when, when stuff you can just, you can, like, hey, hey, Disney, just to let you know, you can infer things and people will pick up on that. Like, See, it, it, now, Max, <laughs> I'm only going to defend not them. It's entirely impossible for people to understand things you don't say explicitly. Just so you know. I, I hear you and what you're saying, but I have to disagree and give them some leeway here because it's very important that Marvel explains everything and there's a lot to explain to people who didn't read the comic books. No, so most of us nerds can sit around and go, yeah, absolutely, man. They don't. They could totally X-Files this and make it a much neater story. The problem it, is, in order to do that, you're taking away from the 13, 14, and 15-year-olds who are just getting into it, who have no idea who these no, characters I, are outside of the MCU. I disagree wholeheartedly because I've, like, I've not read Scarlet Witch. I've not read a bunch of Avengers. I've not read... A, a lot of things that would directly pertain to this story. And you can tell the story 
and it can be a good you can have a good thing with these characters in it and understand everything that's going on. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I think you're they, they really sell people short and the dumbing down that they do for you know so for so so that people can get in on it, it, it is a disservice to what they could have if they just make it good. People will watch it and want to understand and go and find out what, what you mean if, if it's you know, if they're confused about something. Like my sister, she enjoys the show. She's got 33 questions for me after every episode. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't understand, you know, 10 things that are going on, but she enjoys the show. So you can still do it. And, and, and it's like the hardcore fans are there to help the people who don't understand. The show could be excellent. It's just good. Well played. I think the main problem is that it's the first MCU, like Disney Plus show. Um, so the fact that it's kind of more weird, but it's the first one, so it's kind of like, you know, pioneering the shows in general, they kind of have to make it a little more accessible. I think if they had started with Falcon Winter Soldier, which seems to be more just traditional stuff, that would have been a better, like, entry point into, like, here's how the shows are, here's the format, and then they could get weird with, like, WandaVision, maybe, like, second or third show. I agree way more with that. Yeah, that would make more sense, because if you're going to have a buddy cop show, I mean, it's going to go over way easier. Written by Shane Black. Yeah, especially if it's not, like, a mind club. Nobody, like Legion. <laughs> nobody cares yeah. about our opinions. All they want to know is what did Dan do instead of watch WandaVision? <laughs> and I want to oh, give that's, kudos, great. that's awesome. I want to give kudos to uh, one of our producing partners, Justin, who is busy editing another thing for us. But uh, thank you, Justin, for putting that together for the what's going to be the new Dan segment. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, so, Dan, Thanks, what did Justin. you do instead of watch WandaVision? I forgot when when we were talking earlier. I did watch two more westerns <laughs> so, uh, last Sunday. I watched the original Django from 1966. Um, it was actually pretty damn good. Uh, I, I the the dub is awful because <laughs> it's Italian. Uh, done by. Uh, hold on, I got to get the name right. I got to say this real quick, Dan, while you look. Uh, um, yeah. Nerds and snobs all together. We are geeks, not nerds. We don't use the N-word on this podcast. I'm a nerd. I, I'm all of them. <laughs> Continue, Dan. Uh, Sergio Corbucci directed this. Which, which actually I got to say it was a little more, uh, little more <laughs> Sergio Corbucci. There we go. <laughs> Better? Okay, yes, okay. Yeah, he... he he pretty much jump started the whole spaghetti western kick for 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 the Europeans, Italians. The odd thing about this one is that if you watch the credits, uh, uh, Ruggiero Deodato was one of the cameramen on this one. Who? Who went? He he went on to make a uh, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. More, more which I thought was kind of funny. More <laughs> but. But uh, yeah, Django was actually pretty damn cool. He comes into a very, very muddy town, tries to help a lady who both both the uh, the Spanish and the the guys running the town want to kill. Uh, they end up not killing her. They end up almost killing Django. He kills everybody. The end. Uh, <laughs> I, I also watched uh, Hank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All all, all the bad guys die. It just the the impression that I got was this 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 town doesn't deserve defending because it's just completely muddy. Like the whole thing is just one like ankle deep mud. Uh, I, I I don't know why, but that 
that was the the style. Um, I also watched uh, Hang 'Em High. Uh, I it's a, it's watched a Clint that movie. Yes, yes. The 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 coolest thing I think about it though is, is that uh, the guy playing the uh, judge is the same guy who plays the boss in Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yep. Of the uh, <laughs> and and during the whole movie, whenever he's on screen, I just want him to say Bubba like over and over again. Like, like, you got to go out and get those guys, Bubba. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's a great film. Clint in in the very beginning is is the nicest you'll usually see. Clint, he's he's helping this this nice little cow. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, out of the river and he's he's like holding it and stuff. Then then the posse shows up and hangs him wrongly, and then he's just pissed the rest of the movie. It's great. <laughs> then you're into the Clint. But you know, uh, yeah, he, yes, really yes. showed Clint's range. But uh, it's. <laughs> Apparently, I've I've always confused this with Pale Rider, because uh, I, I was Rider. under the the impression that that like he was a ghost the whole time, <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> he's just very angry that they 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 tried to hang him and failed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I would give both flicks a two out of three. I can't believe I actually seen a Dan pick. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, I mean, I it know, is man. Clint Eastwood, though. Like, I mean, like, it's not like it's an obscure yeah. title. It's fucking Clint Eastwood. So I no, it's, it's it's not at all. But I would <laughs> I would have been more impressed had had you gone back and 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 seen the old Django movie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look for an Italian but, movie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it's that. it's pretty good, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, Django is one of the few the spaghetti last... westerns I never got into. Yeah, the but last, the last gunfight in the, in, in the cemeteries is is pretty, you know, janky yet cool at the same time. So, uh, Mick, I know you got to go for the second hour. So, do you want to promote anything real quick? Uh, yeah, just go check out thecinestops.com and uh, check out Casey over there. Uh, check out the Man Man and I every Tuesday night at nine p.m. on the Scene Stops podcast uh, live over there. Awesome. I know Casey's sticking around for favorite television series that's coming up. But I want to take oh. uh, one quick second to – we have a sponsor. And I want to talk about the sponsor real quick because, one, Stacy Toy is amazing. And as we found out recently, Lindsay Noel is also amazing. So lindsaynoel.com is where you can find the highest quality CBD in everything beautiful, brains, and bath bombs. All Lindsay Noel CBD products have been tested, are vegan, gluten-free, and not tested on animals. Get a full night's rest with their PM CBD melatonin mints or brighten up your skin with their CBD 3-in-1 eye serum. Give your pets their beef-flavored CBD chewables or rub in our topical pain cream with 500 milligrams of CBD. LindsayNoel.com is where both men and women are inspired, educated, and encouraged. Lindsay Noel CBD is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle. Go to lindsaynoel.com and mention 3Geeks Podcast when you order to get a free gift and extra samples to try some of their new products. You also will get a $5 gift card for your next purchase. Go to lindsaynoel.com and tell her that 3Geeks Podcast sent you. And please support them. They are lovely ladies. Max and I have tried the product. It's good stuff. I um, The day I was moving, I had some CBD uh, drops and... That day should have been super stressful, but it was not. I was super chill and mellow 
the whole time. And uh, uh, I'm gonna say with that CBD, four men deconstructed and reconstructed uh, Jason's furniture from fucking IKEA. Okay, so <laughs> no stress at all. No stress at all. Like that is how good this shit is. <laughs> Max, you know, it only, you with three sentences. <laughs> <laughs> it only took four men. <laughs> uh, Cheryl, we love Stacy as well. Tim says Stacy is amazing, and then Cheryl gives us claps. Yay! Hello, everybody. All right, Mick, uh, we will see you later, buddy. Casey, thanks for sticking around. When we come love back, you, our top yeah. five television shows from our childhood stay tuned and enjoy this quick brief message talk commercial take five hey jason have you ever been accused of a crime i have not yet john but if i ever was there's only one man i would call and that man is benjamin matlock you would be right to do that because he's a guy that can certainly clear your name of any accusations that come your way it doesn't matter man if you're accused of say i don't know murdering your ex-husband live on your TV cooking show, or using a pair of scissors to stab your business manager to death. Or maybe, maybe you sneak into your landlord's office and off him overnight during the Christmas season, Matlock can get you taken care of. And you know what? He's also a dude that is the subject of a pretty cool podcast called Matt Talk. Right, Jason? Yeah, he is. And uh, I'm so glad John just aired out all my dirty laundry. But um, it's great to know that when I stab my landlord or I you know, commit any crimes, I can call the one man. And that that's, one man is Benjamin Matlock. That's right. And you can one. check out our podcast called Matt yeah. Talk every second and fourth Monday of the month. It's available on all of the podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. And it's available through the Facebook page. Of course, that is at Matt Talk Podcast. And uh, you could check out every single episode when they drop. And real soon, real soon, it'll be available every Saturday at noon through the Scene Snobs channel. Just look for scene Sno- the Scene Snobs, excuse me, on Facebook or the scenesnobs.com. Jason, tell them about the email and the Twitter account, please. You guys can email us anytime at B-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. That is benmatttalk at gmail.com. One more time, benmatttalk at gmail.com. Email me. Let us know what you think of this commercial. Let us know what you think of the episodes. We have some great interviews with Lori Lathine and um, Linda Pearl and Scott Valentine and a ton of other great episodes. And by the way, check us out on Twitter. We just got on Twitter at matttalk underscore podcast. And so, ladies and gentlemen, check out an episode. And as they say in court, nothing further. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky. Does the second and and the fourth not work out to every other Tuesday? We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations. We cover true crime, cryptids movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spooky. On Wednesdays, and why? Wednesdays are for podcasts. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. It's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? 
Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pvdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PVDcast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PVDcast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. Does anyone else feel like he's doing a voice, like a PVD cast voice? What's going on, everybody? It's the Scene Snob, McManhattan, and I'm here to tell you guys about thescenesnobs.com. We're a channel of variety, comedy, entertainment, geek-related, sports, the whole nine yards. We cover almost every genre. We have so many great shows to choose from. We have shows like the Scene Snobs podcast, BTB podcast, the Guapo show, the Sports Snobs podcast, the PVD cast, Jeff Dwoskin presents Crossing the Streams, the Three Geeks podcast, the Fandom Effect, we probably have the only Matlock-based podcast called Matt Talk, and we're introducing new shows all the time. We have new shows coming up like the Ear Hustling podcast, Carpool Shenanigans, and of course, from some nobodies, Twitching Upstream and Talking Upstream. So come on, check out thescenesnobs.com, enjoy it. And please leave feedback. Like, follow, subscribe us, and just let us know what you think. We love to have all the interaction. So I, again, am the Scene Snob McManhattan. Check out thescenesnobs.com. You can follow us anywhere on social media at the Scene Snob. And we will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Three, two, one. I'm Gunnar Quaylen. I'm Jenna St. Clair. From churchofsecrets.org. You're listening to Jarm, Dan, Scott. Max and Jason on the Three Geeks Podcast. We're back, everybody. Somehow Max found his mute button and was unable to mute himself and provide <laughs> commentary. Oh my goodness, dude. If I would have known, if I would have only known. Before oh, the commentary now. was fantastic, especially about the PVD cast. Is he like, just doing a PVD voice? <laughs> I, the, the sexy PVD voice is, is pretty on point, I thought. Like, I that, that's. It's different from the normal voice. Well, I, it's I, very I buttery. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing a thing. So, should I be concerned that John uses that voice when he talks to me on the phone? Yes. Not as much concerned as happy. Yeah, exactly. Flattered. <laughs> he doesn't use that voice for everybody. <laughs> That's true. It's good. It's good. But I, I dig PVD voice. I, w- I wish we were deserving of PVD voice <laughs> when he's on the cast. All right, guys, we are going to discuss, we're going to do a top five of our favorite uh, shows growing up. And uh, the way we're going to do this is like we do all of our top fives. We'll I'll say my five, and then we'll go around in a circle. Everybody will discuss their five. If somebody says their five and it happens to be higher on somebody else's list, that person will say, hold on to it, and then we'll move on to the next person's four, and we'll discuss whatever that five was. For instance, let's say Scott's five was Rainbow Bright. And then yeah, Max said, hold on to Rainbow Bright, and then we would wait until Max, it came up on Max. Oh, but, oh no, hold on. Don't talk about Rainbow Bright. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love Rainbow Bright, but that's not on my list. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm going to have a little bit of overlap, especially with Max and Dan. We'll yeah, I think there will be overlap. Oh. But um, I'm going to start with our guest, uh, Casey. What was your number five favorite thing to watch growing up? 
So this was a curious one because you had said growing up and I was a bit on the outs as to if you meant like what, what age we were going it doesn't for. Matter. Whatever. So, so I kinda I kind of flipped mine a little bit and I went with a little more when I was older and what my original shows were. You know, the shows I got to choose. So mm -hmm. actually number five for me was uh Boy Meets World. It pretty much covers anything that was in that TJIF block oh. because those were the shows that I got to choose along with the we were still watching as a family. So introduced to as a family and I was able to carry them on and Boy Meets World out of all of those really was my top for, for that era. I really like Boy Meets World. It was my number six. Like it barely missed my list. And I recently, I rewatched Boy Meets World maybe five or six years ago with my daughter when she was five or six and the uh, amount one of the problems with Girl Meets World is it completely dumbed down the the show, the content okay. of the show. Yeah, which and, is hard to do. Well, Boy Meets World, <laughs> like, like a lot of the TGIF shows, they did deal with adult topics from time to time. And I was able to find, you know, I was able to enjoy the show as an adult as well as a kid, especially enjoying it with my daughter who loves it. And she'll even tell you as somebody who girl meets world was aimed for, she'll tell you boy meets world. is better every day of the week. Well, and it was a lot smarter in addressing those things from a tween perspective, from that sort of, you're growing in the teenagerhood and then all of a sudden, okay, you're in teenagerhood. And the thing is with shows like that, you got to remember when they're focusing that way, they're dealing with the fact that you as a child are dealing with your parents stuff or dealing with outside things that are happening. And only a little bit is the drama of the teen angstiness. And in the new show, Girl Meets World, it's much more the teen angstiness, much more the, the focus on her growing as opposed to what Corey was growing through in other things happening around him. Yes. and um, So there's no, like, Eric Matthews character? Oh, he's in. He's in Girl Meets World. Well, no, 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 no. But I'm, but I'm like, not, is he Eric Matthews in Girl Meets World, or is he... Somehow, yeah, he's Eric. He's Eric. He's somehow weirdly her older brother. <laughs> <laughs> there was. There is no older. Right. Older like, sibling, like, so. like you're saying, like they, they have a lot of things. Like you're going on, like Corey stuff and Eric stuff and the parents stuff. So like you're you're seeing a lot of you know different things and and, and how it affects the whole family, like on down through you know, the, the ages. So like and that, that era of shows really dealt with more of like the socioeconomic standing. So poor kids and how different families treated each other. It, it kind of touched on a little bit of everything. I mean, it definitely influenced a lot of thoughts and perspectives that I had to a different level. Yeah, I agree. And who didn't have a crush on Daniel Fischel? I mean, come on, get out of here. Topanga was the business. Topanga. Yeah. Dude, as soon as Girl Meets World came out, she uh, posed for Maxim Magazine. Mm -hmm. I I went out. I never buy magazines. I went out to the store. I picked up the magazine because the inner child had to have this magazine. You're a pervert. What? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> I mean, you're saying 13-year-old you wasn't? <laughs> no, I, when I was 13 years old, it's fine. But like as a 37-year-old, I don't go talking about the girl that I had a crush on when I was 13. Well, I do. That's absolutely a magazine. Come okay? on. Yeah, that's the thing. Is she's older now. It's not like you're taking a 14-year-old no, girl no, taking it's pictures like, it's of like her. That weird, it's like that weird space where you're talking about it, like when the Olsen twins turned 18 and everyone's like, oh, man, they're turning 18. You're like... Yes, if it was me, you know, counting down for the Olsen twins to turn 18, it would be weird. But Danielle Fischel is pretty much our same age. So it's not like, you know, you know, I had a countdown when I'm 40 years old for her to turn 18. Whatever, man, you're watching Boy Meets World Jones and on Topanga. That ain't me. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, so Boy Meets World definitely hits my number five. Oh, oh. <laughs> Scott, what was your number five, bud? Um, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised, but most of my shows are cartoons. Yeah, that's mostly, yeah, that's mostly that's what I watched. Cool. Exactly. Um, so my number five, and I'm not going to lie, this came very close to being home improvement, um, but didn't quite make the list. Uh, my number five is Invader Zim. Nice. That was a very formative show for ten-year-old Scott. <laughs> Um, I didn't, I didn't have like a goth phase or anything like that. And I definitely try to distance myself from that fandom because there's a lot of weirdos in there, but, um, <laughs> it was just a weird, like, it was just a lot different than anything I had seen, especially on like Nickelodeon where there's like a lot of like Rugrats and SpongeBob and stuff like that. So it was just, it was just very interesting to like have that kind of show on that network at that period of time. Yeah. It was um, definitely even, jarring. <laughs> I even enjoyed the Netflix movie they put out. Uh, somewhat recently, even because it, it's just like kind of more of the same. It feels like they just—it's like they hadn't missed a step. It's like the same kind of humor. So, yeah. Invaders uh, didn't make my list because I didn't watch it until I was a little older. But uh, I fucking love yeah. that show, <laughs> and I love waffles. Yes, waffles and pigs and bees. <laughs> You guys are going to make fun of me for my number five choice, but it, I, if I'm being honest, it, it really was my number five show growing up, and that was Matlock. I watched this, this is just another commercial oh, for Matlock. Oh, oh, it's already had a Matlock commercial. You can, when I stay in school and they had a cliffhanger Matlock episode, you best believe I was – being sick the next day, I would find a way that I was going to stay home sick so I could find out what happened. Yeah, and they I, had mono at one point in time. Apparently, he was just watching every season of Matlock back to back. I did have mono. That was in high school. Sure, you did, bud. Sure, you did. But um, yes. If I'm being honest, I love even mono for that. <laughs> Max, uh, my number five is Night Rider. Um, it's terrible. Like, like yeah. all of my shows are like not rewatchable. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Night Rider. I, I fucking love. I love the car. I, I Mr. Feeney is in it. Um, <laughs> Heck yeah, dude! <laughs> but, Kit was uh, amazing. Yeah, like, Kit was the shit. Uh, we actually had a dog. We named Kit after. He was a little black toy poodle that we named Kit. Uh, he didn't. He didn't talk though, so so that was we were kind of missing out. He was. He was also not a car. Um, but uh, no, Knight Rider is. Uh, it's just one of those shows that I I loved, and then like I didn't. It, it, it's one of those things that lets you know when you grow up, because yeah, you can't rewatch it. Like you can't go back and and you're just like, oh wow, this is actually terrible. Yeah, no, you can rewatch it. It's just a terrible choice. Yeah. Right. John would uh, disagree with you if he was here today, because John just got. Knight Rider season two at his place, and he's super excited. Look, man, well, I just picked up I'm Tropic not, Thunder. I'm serious. not saying it's good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Knight Rider. You know, woo, woo. Oh. That's what does it for me. That's a surprise. Dan, what's your number five that you grew up watching and enjoying? Don't ask me like any of the jokes or anything, but but I I distinctly remember having to watch uh, "You Can't Do That on Television." Oh, um, yeah, yes. Nickelodeon with 
With the green slime and all the yeah. Yes. But that's absolutely that's all I remember of the whole thing was the green slime and some dude had a mustache and there were words you couldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's about all I remember of it too, but I loved it. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Yes. Hold on one second. Do we all get to enjoy this? Uh, okay. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, really. It's just it's just Jason looking at it. There you go. I mean, that fell right in there with like wow. Double Dare and all those. That was great. Yeah, was sketch yeah. comedy. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, wow, wild. That's a flashback, man. <laughs> That's a good pull, Dan. Is that Bob Newhart? <laughs> It looks like him. No. It's cheap version. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually Bill version of, of Bob Newhart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I watched Brian that show religiously. <laughs> I was the only one I knew that had Nickelodeon at the time, and um, I couldn't tell you one thing that happened except for they would come out of the lockers. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They would, they would tell bad jokes when they came out. Yeah. Yep, going back and forth. That was always fun. Good pick, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A deep cut. I like <laughs> Casey, what's your four? Okay, number four for me actually falls in line with what Dan was going with. My, another part, so if it wasn't TGIF, I then had Snick. So all that was one oh, of my absolute favorites. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Save it. It's higher on my list. Okay. <laughs> and I also wanted to sneak in there at the same time of Snick. I went with all that, but Are You Afraid of the Dark is right on that level. Okay. Because it was always that those were my shows that I had to watch on Saturday the Midnight night. Midnight Society. They, um, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark had an awesome PC game that I used to play with my buddy Brandon Kilgore, where they were like trapped in an opera thing and you had to go around and find the things. Things yeah. scared the crap out of me. Nice. Damn those. <laughs> wait, but, uh, wait, didn't that have Goldblum in it? Um, as as, as the uh, vampire in the in the game, or am I thinking of something else? Oh, I maybe something that. else. For some reason, I'm thinking Tim Curry was in it, but I don't remember. Well, Dan searches for yeah, that. Scott, I, what is your number four? Yeah, um, my number four again, another cartoon is Samurai Jack. Oh, God, what the good pick! I mean, <laughs> it came out in 2001. I was only 11. Right, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Samurai Jack is, is the shit. I, again, Gendy, Gendy Tarkovsky. Yeah. We we mentioned him earlier in the podcast. That dude, I love everything he does. Like this, he's not done one thing that I didn't like yet. I remember, like as a kid, like yeah, again, like I was eleven years old, and like, oh, there's a new cartoon coming out by the same guy who did Dexter's Lab, and it's called Samurai Jack. And I was like, that sounds so stupid. Like I'm gonna hate it. And then it came out, and I was like, I love everything about this. This is so amazing. And it's so different from Dexter's Lab. I mean, like, there's yeah. some of the same elements that, like, Gendy likes to do yeah. a lot. Um, he likes to have things go on without without words being spoken. Yeah. But uh, those long, like, cold cuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's just like but, just yeah. focusing on like, one thing. If you like Dexter's Lab, like, there's no reason you should like. Samurai Jack, like they're just not the same thing at all. Uh, so, like, you know, I, I, a love Gandhi, but Samurai Jack is one of my favorite fucking cartoons of all time. Yes, one of my favorites for my number four is uh, Saved by the Bell. I um, my my number, I got one, you there. 
The number one show I watched. Wait, oh, is it higher? Is it higher on Casey's list? It's higher on my list. Okay, save it then. Save it. Max, what was your four? Uh, Number four is going to go to Family Matters. Yes, TGIF. (laughs) (laughs) Family Matters. Um, it was a little earlier than, than, than Fresh Prince and, it, uh, you know, like being, being a black guy in, 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 in like a suburban society, uh, the, the show was kind of like directed at me. So, um, like I, uh, that's, that's like one of the original shows that I ever watched where I was like, okay. Like, cause I was like, I was at Cosby, it was kind of over my head. Uh, so like family. Matters I did watch cool. a lot of Cosby as a kid. But yeah, I never, I never connected with it though. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean, Family was Matters just... was one that I agree with, totally connected. And plus, I got to see what happened after Die Hard. You get the yeah. story yeah. of the yeah. partner. I mean, it's exactly, wonderful. exactly like yeah. So it's a uh, it, yeah. Family Matters uh, just uh, is is one of my favorite. Grandma was hilarious in that show. <laughs> she was so damn funny, and Aunt Jackie was hot as all get out. I mean, come on. Uh, Family Matters definitely aged better than the Cosby Show. And um, is Family Matters the best spinoff of all time? Yes. If it's a spinoff of Die Hard, then yes. It's not. It's a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. The character of Harriet and um, uh, what was the dad's name? No, Carl? I think it's a spinoff. I would have voted for the Jeffersons. Actually, <laughs> they um, they worked in the building that the uh, um, Tommy Plaza. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, didn't, he didn't work in Nakatomi Plaza. He was just driving by at the time. Right. Yeah. So, and, they, and they had to move from LA, where I believe where Perfect, or Perfect Strangers took place in New York. Chicago. Oh, oh it yeah. did play, yeah. take place in Chicago? Yeah, they both did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess Carl was just out in LA. That must have been right before he got married. Yes. Well, to be yes. fair, Carl was only in one episode. Harriet ran the freaking elevator and Perfect Strangers, but. So maybe he was a Chicago. See, basically what we're getting is finding out that family matters is what happens when the families were able to come back, when Harriet and Carl were able to make it work, and John and his wife were not. So, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. no, that's 100%. Die Hard yeah. took place before, and then after that, they moved to Chicago, where you know she got the job working on the elevator, and then he became a Chicago police. Yeah, no, it all connects for sure. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. it. It is the greatest sequel or the greatest uh, spinoff of all time. I will. I will. I will no, it's not. And um, <laughs> God, um, Home Improvement was also almost on my list. Uh, Dan, what was your number four? Hold on. First of all, Jeff Goldblum was in the Goosebumps game, not the. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a mistake to make. That's an easy mistake to make. Also, the 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 best spinoff is the the Jeffersons. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, my pick is Die Hard, though. <laughs> I understand that, but neither did Family Matters, really. <laughs> Lies! Lies and slander! And uh, if, if we're going to go way back to my childhood, I'm going to have to go with He Man. Nice. For my oh, fourth yes. pick. Another, another unrewatched. Yeah, I. I oh. <laughs> Oh God! I I tried to rewatch it. Okay, and 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 I oh, we had a bet. We had yeah, a I, bet made, I made it like like two and a half bad. episodes in, and it, no, it's awful. <laughs> no, no, Thundercats, no. Silverhawks, none of them are rewatchable. Oh, dude, no, you're, you're, you're like killing my list now. You're killing my list. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. Uh, the the remake was slightly better, but I I don't know, man. 
<laughs> what about the Dolph Lundgren movie? That's it's amazing. Uh, Masters of the Universe is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I it's own great. it. I've watched it well over a million times at this point. That's not even hyperbole. I was in love with that movie. Still am in love with that movie. And I will swaddle myself with the joy that it brings me every time I watch it. I mean, it, I, <laughs> I enjoy the movie, the Masters of the Universe movie. But it's like you, when they when they're just like, we have nothing to go on here. You know, like, like the, 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 the guy, they're like, we're going to make a He-Man spot. We're going to make a He-Man movie. Okay, well, what's He-Man about? Well, <laughs> There's a, they, left it, they left it a little wide open. They nailed Skeletor. We got Evil in. Uh-huh. I mean, we got some good parts, a lot of good parts. <laughs> yeah, you got you got some, some random teenagers and uh, City and some weird little, I mean, little guy with, with who's like, the key maker. Gwildor, yeah, sure. Well, Gwildor, that makes sense. We can't have Orko. Gwildor sounds good. We'll go with that. Hi. Hi, Saj. Yeah, yeah, oh. because. Oh. Because Billy Darty. Like, if you compare the levels of homoeroticism, <laughs> there's, like, there's, like, little to no homoeroticism oh, yeah. in yeah. the movie versus the show. <laughs> Which was really a letdown. Yeah, I'm saying it's like the it, it's not even noticeable. Like they, they didn't carry any of that over from the cartoon. Yeah, they should have had a little it more. Seems to be one of the main points. Could have got a little more work from that man at arms, huh? You know, maybe him uh, fighting beast a little more if you, if you feel me okay. there, right? Well, you you do realize that there is a, a character called Fisto, right? <laughs> Touche. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Hey man, they were hard up for characters. It's a bit, it's needed, a bit on the nose, know. but yeah. Hasbro needed to sell more. <laughs> Good. Casey, what's your three? Okay, moving on to number three. This one actually got a little hinky for me. I wasn't sure which direction I was going to go, but that's where Saved by the Bell landed for me. Okay. So, and it landed there for me because it was one of those shows that I had to watch on Saturdays. And it was also, it was so freaking great to follow this story of kids who are actually growing up, you know, and I, I, I was a little, maybe two or three years behind where they were timeline wise, mm-hmm. but it was always really cool to watch people going through similar things in a similar way. And it was goofy. I took a lot of my goofiness from a lot of those characters. Shocker. Uh, and there were plenty of them. Plus who didn't fall in love with Kelly Kapowski and then Jesse Spano and Lisa Turtle. Every oh, single one of them was in love with all of them. Oh, me too, man. When um, Showgirls came out in middle school, that thing was passed around like it was gold. Because like, it was. Yeah. Jesse Spano is nude in a movie. Like, eight, uh, seventh grade me was just like, yes. Yes. And then 14-year-old me learned that writhing on it like that in that pool scene doesn't work. No. No. <laughs> Thanks for crushing my dreams. I'm still hoping to try that. No, I mean you can try it, buddy. No, no, don't, don't. Make sure maybe you have a safety harness on or something. Yeah, if you uh, if you like your man bits, I wouldn't suggest that. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But no, Saved by the Bell, same thing. I I loved it. Um, And the Lisa Caroli storyline. Leah Rimini. I mean, that was when I was like, okay, well, I'm sold. You've had four gorgeous women in this show. What am I supposed to do? Not like it? One of the things I've always liked about TV is characters. I think that's why I like a lot more TV than most people do is because I cling to the characters. But um, with Saved by the Bell, it always drove me crazy that there was no continuity. Like when we got the uh, the Tory years, there was nothing 
Like, because she pops in, and like they reference it in the news state by the bell, which is one of my favorite moments of the show when they bring up Tori. But um, she's there, and then she's gone. She's not at the graduation. Suddenly, Kelly and Jesse are back, and she's not even mentioned again. And Kelly and Jesse leave for a little bit, and she comes on, and they're not ever mentioned again. Like that drove me crazy. Well, I think that also introduced us to what, you know, studios are like. (laughs) The fact that they will just write people out. It kind of prepared us for that. And Leah Remini Remini was one of my first crushes. Like Kelly was great. uh, Spano was great. They were all great. But Leah Remini at the beach club that they worked at for the summer was amazing. And I've watched all the Saved by the Bell movies. I liked the college years too. It's got a special place in my heart. Love the college it, years. It was the only Saved by the Bell I got to watch live. So um, it was Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. And it yes. was Saved by the Bell, the college years. It was Sunday night. It was a good night to be alive. And then the next day at uh, Miss uh, Blanchard, I think was her name's art class. I would sit there with my buddy Amit. And I'm pretty sure Max was there with us talking about it. And we would just geek out over Lois you and Clark. You can't prove that. You can't. <laughs> the college years. Hey, I remember there was a period in fourth grade. And when I say a period, like that short of a time span, <laughs> like literally a class where I legitimately dressed up and was doing the Mario Lopez, AC Slater thing. I had maroon parachute pants. I had a white t-shirt on. I was <laughs> flipping my chair backwards he and was, sitting down. He was fit though. Yeah, no, mine was backwards. I had called them reverse muscles. <laughs> <laughs> the more I do, the less you see. It's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. No. Uh, Scott, what's your three? Uh, my three is a. See, this is a tough one. Can we do ties? Can we do yes, ties? Absolutely. All right. Sure. Sure. All right. And this is a, this is a weird equivalence to draw, but my number three is a tie between the Spider-Man animated show from 1990s and the Batman animated show. Oh, I'm with you 100%. Um, because oh, no, I think... I Spy- okay, hold on, hold on. I, can't, out, I can't even... Nah, dude, Batman is yep. so much better. It's so yep. much better. Let me finish. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Batman <laughs> has aged so much better. It is like, I can still watch that show, no problem. But Spider-Man was very, like... It was, it was like my very first exposure to that character at all. So, like, that's kind of where... I draw a lot of my, like, this is how the character should be. Um, and I, like, I was, like, four years old, and I learned to program the VCR so I could record it on Saturday mornings. Um, so it was just, like, again, a very formative show. But I, I agree. <coughs> Batman, like, has had a, a longer-lasting effect on me. But, like, Spider-Man was just, like, that perfect moment in time during Peter my very Parker, early development. linebacker for the New York Giants. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, no, I'm completely with Scott, man. I mean, that I'm 300%. That caught me right at that time. I mean, that was one of my first exposures to Spider-Man. I, same with like X-Men on that Saturday morning cartoon. Love all of them because of that reason. Batman was still a step above, though, because it is rewatchable. And that was one that was also on every day after school for me. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. No, yeah. If, if it was like a, like a three and then like a 2.5 or something, like absolutely Batman's above Spider-Man. Um, but Spider-Man was just very influential. And a great lizard. I love that Doc Connors in that Spider-Man. Yeah, they did have, I think they did lizard pretty good. I, a lot of the characters, I think. I but like the handcuffs, that, the handcuffs that the Spider-Man cartoon had, 
it just yeah it's so so bad like yeah you can't rewatch it it's like okay you can throw somebody through a window but there can't be glass in it or you know you or whatever can't punch like somebody yeah <laughs> they're just always tackling people <laughs> <laughs> they could kick he could kick too mm-hmm. there was kicking there's a fair amount of kicking because so black cat always kicked everybody which was cool because like he he would swing down on his web and like swing kick people and I mean we get use his webs a lot it was great like, like why is it why is it that you're allowed to kick somebody which would do way more damage than you're allowed to punch somebody you know like it, 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 it I guess cause no, you're kicking, right kick, connecting kicking somebody like it's hard to connect you know like if I'm trying to kick you in the face it's harder to do than punching you in the face so if I'm a child. I guess if we're playing Spider-Man, you know, it, like a lot of kids aren't going to get kicked in the face versus punched in the face. But yeah. like, you know, why? Well, why is that ad- acceptable? Because when you do connect, the damage is real. Like, it's- <laughs> well, the MPAA is very confused. That's why. <laughs> Goodness sake, that Spider-Man show. I, I loved it too when I was a kid. Like, I, yeah, it was good then, but like you, you, oh my god! Like, it's like He Man. Like it's super hard to rewatch. Yeah, like, yeah. not impossible, yeah. but it it gave me a good introduction to like not just Spider Man, but a lot of like just Marvel characters, yeah, storylines yeah. and stuff like that. Like they had like Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Punisher. All sorts of, yeah, Punisher, which is another weird inclusion. More right when you're not allowed like, to kill anybody. Like like this is really <laughs> odd. Why? Why pick him? Like anyone else, literally anyone else. Because <laughs> he was so popular, but he did remember have a lot of those guns that weren't shooting bullets. Right. Yeah, he had like neck guns. guns. Yeah. Or like the they, gun. they loved the glue guns. Like and those, glue. how many, how many rocket launchers did they shoot during oh, those right. things? Missiles galore. <laughs> so many lasers. And again, but the missiles like then the would just explode into nets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The James Bondiest missiles you've ever seen. <laughs> oh my All God. right, guys, my number three, and I, I thought this was going to be higher, but I, if I'm t- being honest with myself, it's right where it should be, and that is had the best serial to tie into this animated show, and I gotta <laughs> say, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If we Damn, there the- it is. That checks marshmallow mix back. I would be all in. I would start eating cereal again because it like was you delicious. Eating cereal, I have. Actually, I will fight you on this because I think Spider-Man had a better cereal. Oh. It even came. It even came with a little CD-ROM that had the Spider-Man cartoon maker on it. That was awesome. I it came with hours. a Bell computer in the nineties. Yeah, dude. Did Ninja Turtles have a cartoon, basically an MS Paint Ninja Turtles CD? No. <laughs> no, they don't. That's only Spider-Man. <laughs> that cartoon is amazing, and it's another tie to the podcast. We recently got to interview Renee Jacobs, and that was like a part of my childhood, like just fulfillment and life, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's t- still to this day, it is great. They made an animated movie a few years ago. I don't know if the Animaniacs have seen it or if Casey's seen it. It's called Turtles Forever, where they took, you know, the turtles that was out at the time, but they got some- caught in some kind of dimensional warp, and it brought the turtles from the 90s into the universe, and it also brought the turtles from the comic books into the universe, and it's great. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it, because the turtles from the comic books hate everything about the other turtles, and it's an hour of pure awesomeness. And yeah, Teenage Mutant Turtles, it's it was awesome. I got to meet Barry Gordon at a 
Webcon. The voice, oh, voice wow. of Donatello. That's awesome. <laughs> Got a picture with him. He's super cool. Yeah, that dude. Oh man, he plays freaking um, Razor from from SWAT, SWAT Cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I remember that debate. Nice. Scott's debating, like, do I get the picture? Do I pay? He's like, but he's there. He's the only one there that doesn't have a line. Scott's like, I feel I know, bad. I was so upset. He's was like, my favorite, and everyone else had like a line, so especially upset. fucking Cam Clark and um, uh, Rob Paulson, and Barry Gordon's just there with like one person. Oh, and, he was, and he was so gracious too. Like, like he was a yeah. really cool dude. Like, they, they, that was a, a good experience. Yeah, he was just like super friendly and. Was that our last live show, Chicago? Might have been. I, no, I think oh, we had God. a visit after. What a terrible experience that was, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that oh was the best God. part because I was super tired. I had a headache. Max and I went and got a beer, oh. and then I met Donatello, and like <laughs> I just turned the whole thing around. Yeah, that's uh, pretty strong. Sure. <laughs> it needed turning around. It definitely <laughs> needed turning around. <laughs> Yeah, that was the night of no sleep. Uh, anyway, oh <laughs> Max, what is your number three? Uh, I have a weird tie for number three. Um, I, I didn't interrupt Scott because uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series is, is here, but also all that, um, uh, Casey had mentioned earlier, all that is here. And, and then they're both here for, for weird reasons. Like, uh, Batman the Animated Series cemented my love of animation. Like, I I fell in love with Batman in this, but like I I, I always want to see things animated because like like the movies are good, but I'm like oh well you know in the cartoon he does X Y and Z, and and it, it didn't really sink in like it, as it did with Batman animated series because you can do anything in a cartoon and it'll be believable, um, mm-hmm. and, and but you know like when you have the constrictions of actually making somebody do these things. You know, like Batman in the the the, the freaking uh, Michael the first Tim Burton Michael Keaton Batman. Best like, one. He can't, he can't turn his head. Okay, <laughs> like who cares? He doesn't need to, be, to. He's supposed to be the greatest fighter of all time. So, but he can't turn his head. So then you have to dumb down the fighting so that that he can do. You know, he can still look like the greatest fighter and 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 not turn his head. So it's you know like the, yeah. So the Batman animated series, but then all that. Um, really did a thing for me for comedy, like like with this with the sketch comedy and uh, like seeing multiple people playing a bunch of different characters all the time. Um, really like put my foot in the door for like what I enjoy about comedy and then see comedians actually like working real hard to like okay now I've got to get this going and and you know like and some people are starting from scratch so you know like I've got to make it funny for everyone but you know and and to see kids doing it was uh was a really big thing for me so um, yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm with you on the on the the all that because the, uh, everyone talks saturday night live i obviously wasn't really allowed to watch it at that age I'm barely allowed to be awake at that at that, that right. time so watching all that exactly it was it was a chance for to see kids being hilarious and doing things with that were funny and learning about improv learning about they'd opened up my eyes to that whole stage presence as an option as a medium and yeah. they did it so well they were funny yeah, you know, that was the yeah. thing. They were enjoyable. It was a good show to watch. I mean, it's dated because the jokes are dated because, I mean, it's a kid show. Of course, it's only it's hilarious when you're a kid. It is not nearly as funny after you've watched Saturday Night Live or all these other stand ups. So but it's still really it was an introduction to that era for me. I've heard that Keenan and Keller are thinking about doing it again. And Keenan is doing big things like he's been on SNL for 16 years. Yeah, he's on Saturday Night Live now. He, he fucking made it like it. it yeah. Is, 
it's it's he, uh, he graduated from from yeah. high school to college. Yeah. He's, he's the head writer. He's one of the head writers. He's one of the head guys there. He's one of the top dogs. So yeah. he's done a heck of a job. Yeah, I didn't make my list, but I watched a shit ton of all that growing up. And then you know, like uh, fucking uh, spin off of all that, like Keenan and Kel. Uh, me and my friend Selwyn would would, would watch Keenan and Kel, and like you know, like. I was like when we'd be hanging out, like I would be the Keenan and he would be the Kel, and it was like a whole different thing. And then we had just a bunch of fun. Orange so, soda anyway. galore. Oh, dude, so much. Who loves it? Who loves orange soda? Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, all that just just started a bunch of things for me. But uh, yeah, I don't want to put that at number three with Batman the animated series. Um, watching for kids is like uh, those are like definitely transitional transitional shows for me. For sure. Dan, what about you? The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, oh my god! I, was a kid. About that. I love I that. Run home from the bus stop just to catch the last ten minutes of that show. Hey, Paisano. And nobody can talk bad about Captain Lou, or we we, we will fight. No, no, never. <laughs> Captain Lou Albano is a special human who who lives among fucking, us. Fucking love Let's Captain. Say some shit about Captain Lou and catch these hands. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, I've I've gone back and I've watched it on, on like Netflix recently, and it's not good. But it's but I, I used to watch level. the crap out of that like every morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I used to watch that like religiously like every morning. <laughs> so it's a great one. That is a good one. I um again every every chance I got, I raced home from school just to catch the end of it. Because it was on at like yeah. the most obscure time, and yeah, I know good stuff, Dan. I, I love, I love your picks, Dan. You're pulling from like just out of the box, and I. <laughs> well, it's Dan. I mean, come on. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. There it is. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I love this show. Yeah. Such a flashback all and of a sudden. People are like, how do they make the Mario Brothers movie? And then you look at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, this no, was this, great. This Mario Brothers better, movie, honestly. they just, the Mario Brothers movie, they just went, oh, hey, there's a game about this. Let's forget that storyline. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> okay, can we, can we stop this, please? <laughs> yeah, no. A little bit of that is a long way. <laughs> 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 oh goodness that's great Casey what's your two okay so my two is actually a weird little back and forth I, I've been fighting it and I can't figure out who to put it to so I have to say them both but for me once again this was as I was growing up coming of age into more of my teen years when I was choosing the shows my shows I got to choose were Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Buffy the Vampire Slayer wow right. those were two that equally <laughs> I was I would run back and forth to make sure I was home in time for Fresh Prince because it came on after school and Buffy was a late night show. So it was like my first choice for a late night show. And it really got me more into horror outside of what, you know, TNT's Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs did at the time. <laughs> so those those were like my big vehicles. So I loved Buffy because that was just the storyline was great. Watching these witty characters go back and forth and be the updated Scooby gang was always fun. But Fresh Prince had that same allure for me. 
because it was hilarious. It was the comedy show that I got to watch, that I got to really ingratiate myself with and see a completely different walk of life and try to understand a different perspective a little bit, which is very different from, you know, a kid growing up in northwest corner of Connecticut. So, <laughs> well, as a kid who was like so into hip hop and rap, like I was obsessed with it from the age of four. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air is the first show I got into my parents' prime time lineup. Like, you know, that was a big deal when you were a kid, at least in my house. If you could get a show during their lineup of primetime shows that they watch, and Fresh Prince was one of them. Uh, both of my parents enjoyed this, watching it with me. And, you know, Will Smith, uh, he is not recognized for how good of a rapper he was back during the Fresh Prince days. And that show still holds up. And James Avery on that show, yes, some of the best acting on a television sitcom Ever and I, I love it back to Ninja Turtles. I love the Fresh <laughs> yeah. Prince of Bel Air. Buffy, I didn't get into until much, much, much later in life, but um, I that, that's one of my favorites now. But I, yeah, I, it was uh, right around that same time. And, and you're right, James Avery just crushed it, he was phenomenal. The, the caliber of acting on that show was just out of this world, it was stellar. And Buffy was my introduction to what would eventually lead me to some of my other favorites, like Charmed and Dawson's Creek, other WB shows. Uh, I mean, like, Charmed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, like, yeah, like, I, was, I, was, I was like, yay, until that came up. It's like, it's like it's, it's weird, because, like, Buffy's, like, Sorry, the good buddy. stuff, you know, but, like, Charmed is, like, the, Charmed is, like, the shitty off-brand potato chip of exactly. Buffy Exactly. And look, man, I grew up poor, so I had those shitty off-brand, like, the wise potato chip. I, I, like had, oh, yeah. I had an ex-girlfriend who fucking loved Charmed, and, like, I had to sit there and watch that bullshit, and I hate that fucking show. Look, oh man. Oh, my God. Look, it's so much fun because you've got to have your daytime television sort of. Oh. It's like my general hospital. I think uh, Charm goes for me. I think Charm's one of those oh. shows that if you watched it live, like you watched it while it was on, it really holds weight with you. But if you go back and try to revisit it, because I did. I A few years ago with my ex-sister-in-law, but one of my best friends, her and I – would sit down and she would try to get me into it. And I was like, sure, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm a huge fan of Buffy. Uh, Friday the 13th, the series is actually a lot like Charmed. But, so I'm like, all right, I'll sit down. I'll check this out. I just, I couldn't do it. And uh, oh, man, I think it's so just bad. because I didn't grow up with it. Oh, I completely get that. There's if you didn't watch it when it was live. Oh, well, yeah. absolutely. But VR Troopers was terrible too. Power oh, Rangers was terrible. We still watch those. <laughs> we can all recognize it. You know, it was good. And Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I used to watch those with my buddy Amit. <laughs> he loved Superhuman Cyber Squad. It's great. But um, no, oh, man, man, I mean, that's a good So tip. that's why Buffy and Fresh Prince are right there for me, because they were both the ones oh. that opened doors to a, a myriad of other shows that I love those still to this day. I can go back and watch Buffy and Fresh Prince any any day of the week. Yeah, those two showed up very well. Fresh Prince is, is, again, like, you know, for a show to, you know, be a the, the only black kid around, you know, it's like there's like seven other black people in my school when I when I was going to school. So yeah, Fresh Prince, let me know. Like it, it was one of those things that like I was like, okay, well, I see there's a there's other people out there like me, and we're not alone. Hold on, like in that. elementary school there were seven other black. I thought it was just you and your brother. No, there, there was like no, no. In elementary <laughs> school it was just me. No, no, CM. There, there's there's like four other black kids. But that, <laughs> uh, um, in high school there was like seven. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I had such a hard time when we went to high school getting them to play rap music at the band dances right? because 
it wasn't popular. That's all I listened to. Like kids today that, you know, they play hip hop and stuff at your dances. It wasn't as cool to play in white schools when I was growing up as a kid that 100 listened to hip hop. It might have been as cool, but like it, it just like wasn't done. Like they, they wouldn't exactly. do that. Like, like, they're like, play this hip hop. He's like, oh, no, that's for thugs and gangsters. We can't play that. Yep. Oh, no, I was literally told that. I requested Wu Tang all the time because I freaking <laughs> love Wu Tang. Well, it know, was for the children. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's rule number one. And then number two is protect your <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Life yeah. lessons for the children. Mm hmm. Yeah, I thought very my uh, traditionally white school. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god, man! Like if I, the yeah. fact that I didn't listen to rock music just blew people's minds. Like right. I wasn't on the Creed train. Creed sucked to me when they came out. Creed yes. still sucks to me. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, hold, I hold, sent- hold on, hold on. I I take offense with you saying rock and then Creed in like. The same <laughs> I have since learned that is not like, cool, sir. You're <laughs> telling me you wouldn't serenade your friends with "Take Me Higher" or something oh outrageous like that? Yeah, no, Wonderwall, Wonderwall. Oh, while you pretend you're Jesus, um, <laughs> I like oh. some rock, but I wasn't as into it as you know I was supposed to be. And it yeah, was, you know it's weird though because Jason was my rap friend. Like, like I personally was not into hip hop or in rap as much as Jason was. Like my parents are Jamaican. Like I grew up with a lot of reggae and a lot of different things like <laughs> nice. that. Calypso. So it, it was like, like yeah, if I wanted to hear rap music, I'd, I'd go hang out with that dude, or that dude over there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's really weird because uh, yeah, Jason was he's definitely more as far as like rap music is concerned. That dude is blacker than me. Like it is not any joke. Like. The, yeah, like absolutely. I, I was I was always completely locked into the lyricist, so Nas, Mob Deep, anyone who was telling a story. I want a yeah. story. I have yeah. a real problem with people who yeah. are just repeating the same thing five hundred times, and it's about cash money hoes. Yeah. That's wow. not, you know, like Crunk was not really my thing. That's but, why yeah. I'm a huge fan of what uh, Logic and Eminem and Joyner mm-hmm. Lucas are doing right now because yep. they're trying their best to bring lyricism back to hip hop. And uh, Logic right now, if nobody's ever heard Logic or listened to Logic, the dude is amazing. I think a few people have heard of that. (laughs) But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We'll do that on uh, Three Geeks Beats. It's another show Max and I are thinking about starting. Geek Beats! Geek Geek Beats, beats. whatever. But Scott, (laughs) what is your number two? My number two, easy choice, uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Watch. It was always uh, actually. Running. Hold on, I've got one more coming up. Uh, that's my. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for the next one. All right. Uh, number two, the Sutter Park Club that we had based on this show. This show came out. I I hadn't uh, heard of it. Max and Amit had to sell me on it, and of course I got stuck being the blue guy because you know he was a nerdy kid with glasses. I was a nerdy kid with glasses. Yeah, he couldn't throw a punch just like you. <laughs> Fair. I've only, <laughs> only been I mean, in. And, 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 and don't don't feel bad about getting shoehorned into a role, okay? Like, guess what I got I'm stuck as every time, okay? <laughs> That's true. Hey, I don't like, know. Awesome. That's Max. That's I don't true. Get when it. Max and I would play Lethal Weapon, he always had to be Murtaugh. <laughs> Why? Why can't I be Riggs? I'm going to go off the handle. I'm, I'm tired of being too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. You're too old for this shit to be too old. We're the same damn age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But no, obviously the show I'm talking about. And actually, the only person I've ever thrown a punch on is ironically was then and is now one of my best friends, Tam, is the only person I've ever been in a fight with. In high school and middle school, whenever somebody would try to fight me, usually Max and Selwyn were right behind me. So as soon as I saw them, they usually yeah, backed yeah, away. But um, when the two black kids in the school are your friends. <laughs> uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is my number two. That show it just had a huge impact on my life. I have since met most of the cast, and I still love that movie. I know the movie's CGI doesn't. I hold enjoy up. the movie. It's I enjoy movie. it. It's a fun like, movie. When, when they made the new movie, I went into the new movie expecting like shit because remakes are not generally good but the new movie was better than it had any business being like the new movie the worst part of the new movie is when it got into the old power ranger stuff but I, even then i liked it like and the pink ranger who was just a terrible person yeah she <laughs> does not deserve to be a ranger at all i never saw the new one when they get brian cranston to be zordon yeah brian cranston to zordon was nuts I did the not uh, see that coming but uh, yeah, like everyone else is just like you know, like a good person in a bad situation, except for the Pink Ranger, who's like has everything and is still just a terrible person, but managed to become a Power Ranger somehow. <laughs> the uh, the problem with the new movie is like the first half is really good, like it's really good. It's like the Breakfast Club feel, and it's a really good movie. And the second half, the balance isn't quite there. But no, Power Rangers growing up, I loved it all. I watched it way longer than I should have uh, when. Uh, Jason David Frank came back in the mid 2000s for uh, Dino Thunder, I think is what it was called. I was in. I watched all 15 episodes of JDF as Tommy Oliver. Uh, our first three geeks interview was Tommy or Jason David Frank. So there's a lot of stuff. We made Dan meet this guy. Dan has never <laughs> had and never seen an episode. Dan went back and watched Power Rangers because of our love. I, for I, it. I tried. Okay, I, I really tried, <laughs> and it's That's, it's awful. Yeah. They do because I I loved the first like maybe four seasons and then they started to break up and become different things and that's when I was done I was out yeah, and too. it was just I was at that age where I, I was literally flipping to Buffy that's what happened it went from enjoying Power Rangers era stuff to Buffy and Charmed so you I, can't say that you like her terrible shit when I watch Charmed because Power Rangers <laughs> terrible shit love it yeah. love it appreciate I, it but I absolutely. only I only watched the original. <laughs> You know, the, the original cast, the original Power Rangers. Um, I left this off my list because I knew for a fact that it would be on Jason's list. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I did love the Power Rangers. Like, it, I remember I had – my mom bought me these Power Ranger gloves that would, like, make a sound when you punched. And I ran them things out of batteries in, like, a week and a half. Like, it was – yeah, I was the Power Rangers fan. We had a shit ton of Power Ranger toys growing up because I was. This was close to making my list too, but it, again, it wasn't as like important to me. But I did watch a lot of it, and we had like all the little toys. You like flip their heads, mm -hmm. and like their heads would flip into the like the helmet. Um, we didn't have any like the big Megazords, but we definitely had like the action figures. I have the, the Dragon Sword now. My grandfather used to take me. Uh, toys R Us would put out their Power Ranger shipment every Sunday. So my mm -hmm. grandfather would drive me up there at 7 a.m. We'd wait outside. I'd go in. I had them all. And I'm so upset with younger me for selling them when I got older because <laughs> I would have the money right now. And it would be amazing. Yeah. Same thing with my G.I. Joes. I'm upset that younger me sells That's worse. Joes. That's worse. It, it is worse. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I went to Solid Power Rangers Live at the uh, convention center. I um, 
I was really into the show. And I stopped watching it about the same time Casey and Max did. I watched through the Rocky and um, uh, Aisha years. But once they started leaving, that's when I was out. I didn't watch Turbo. I watched a little bit of Power Rangers in space just because my buddy Selwyn liked it because there was a character on the show named Selwyn. So <laughs> Easy sell. He finally got one on the, on the third shittiest uh, whatever of Power Rangers. It was like right Someone after. I can finally season. connect with. It is a name, I swear. It's like the season <laughs> after Jason David Frank left. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Power Rangers is my number two. I've got some of the newer Power Rangers toys. I've got a Dragon Zord upstairs. So yeah, it's definitely my second favorite thing growing up. I absolutely did, loved it. Did you ever watch the the Power Rangers Ninja Turtles crossover episode? Yes, oh. I did. I have when it was when they were showing a uh, Power Rangers yeah. Turtle Next Mutation, which is an awful show, by the way. Yes, um, yeah. that was during the Space Years, and I don't think yeah. I caught it when it was on. But when I found out about it recently or a few years back, I went through and watched it. It was awful. It was a big deal for us because like. I hated both the shows, but like just seeing them together, I was like, I have to watch it. Because like, I was like, see you know, how much really terrible like, can they cram in there? Yes, this convergence of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty checked out. After the show. I never got into like space or Neo or Geo or Ninja or and all the other freaking yeah. whatever, whatever these damn kids do nowadays. <laughs> but when I found out they're having a crossover episode, I hundred percent. I, that's one of the things I like about the comic books these days. They've been crossing over. Like, they crossed over Power Rangers with the Justice League. That book was so much fun to read. They did the Ninja Turtles with Batman and made an animated was film. With was it Batman that, that got captured by the Pink Ranger? It's like, uh, Batman just got kidnapped by a pink dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, there's a pink dinosaur carrying the Batmobile with Batman. <laughs> no, it was great. It was it was silly, cheesy fun. It was everything you'd want it to be. And then the Ninja Turtles with Batman. Like, I'm really digging that. That was crossover. sick. Yeah. Ninja Turtles with Batman crossover. The movie it was, was okay. The comic book was better. Yeah, I agree with that statement. They did two of them so far. Uh, Max? What's your two? Uh, number two is uh, some some shows that Casey mentioned earlier. It's a, a combination Thundercats, Silverhawks, and a show called <laughs> Centurions that, that yes. nobody nobody has ever yes. watched. Yes, <laughs> um, Thundercats. Silverhawks was my jam, dude. Dude, I fucking love Silverhawks. Love Silverhawks. Um, yeah, because and and I thought they were cooler than the Thundercats because like I, yes. I was very I was very hipster about it because I was like oh oh you like Thundercats uh have you seen Silverhawks exactly because uh, it was so much better <laughs> <laughs> I mean I had my Silverhawks pajamas you think you're Space Rangers things. come on uh, the the toys were cool I had a couple Silverhawks toys like I they, saw a Monstar know, that flips the head when you oh, squeeze the arm. Sick. Fucking awesome! Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I the, the Silverhawks were a great like. Uh, oh, we can make money doing this animals people thing. Awesome, we're gonna do more of that. Uh, you know, but it was in the highlight of like eighties cartoondom, the eighties and early nineties, uh, where it's like, let's make a cartoon about it and sell some toys. Um, yeah, so all those, uh, all of them together, they're they're you can't rewatch them. But uh, when I was a kid, I, I fucking loved all those. Was Centurion like the one with the gold guy who had the glowing chest piece, who was like a knockoff Iron Man almost? No, Centurion was like th uh, no. three. It was three dudes, and one like they, they 
they were sent to the, like with the, the, the deal Army, was, Navy, Air Force. Yeah, like so, like they could call for. I have them all. To be beamed down to them. Yeah, from their space station. Yep. Yes. Yes. I still yeah, have I all I three. Like I have all I three like toys you. right now, literally sitting oh in my, my bed. God. That, yes, yep. yes, yes, that's yes. That's exactly what they are. I do have those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were so badass yeah. because, like, they would get you know, like they'd be in whatever situation, so they'd call down for their their equipment, and then they would like like sometimes they would you know, like have to use this piece or that piece and and all this different stuff, and it was uh, I fucking love that cartoon, and nobody's ever watched it. So uh, yeah, like those three together uh thundercats got me in but then the other two were just like residual cartoons that i equally loved and, and but then nobody had ever actually watched <laughs> i forget the yeah. name of the show but the gold guy one yeah that that's um captain that Falcon. was like a, a prince and 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 his brother was the evil fire guy and they had to i think Holy shit, you're it's right. It's like somewhere in a, like a dark, dusty corner of my mind. Dude, no, you polish that piece off because I need to know. It's been killing me. I still have the character. Shit. I have the toy, and I'm like, what are you? Like, every day I have to ask as I walk oh by. I, I feel like Centurions yeah. is something they could they could bring, you know, like, forward, and it would actually kind of still work, and uh, they, you know, they never yeah. nobody ever. Yeah, you're not talking about Galtar. No, it wasn't Galtar. No, I don't think so. It doesn't. That's not jogging anything. Did not get like anything. Oh, okay. Good old uh, Hanna Barbera, man. That was a great collection of yeah. cartoons. Hanna Barbera was the shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, and not one of us mentioned him. <laughs> no, yeah. even though it was I, always I, I on in probably went, all went, of our households at some point. <laughs> I I almost went for a Scooby Doo, but I figured somebody else would pick it, and there's been so many iterations. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, for number two the real Ghostbusters. Ooh, that was on I, my I list. used to watch the hell out of that. Awesome. I had that on my list and I took it off because I had to be honest with myself. But that it would be in my top ten. I they recently reissued the action figures and I went out and bought all six of them. Yeah. Because at, at, after we did the Animaniacs episode, I was like, no, no, these these weren't as bad as those ones that we watched were. And yeah, we we did get 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 the shitty ones because <laughs> I, I watched about a season and a half, and and it was actually pretty good. So we may have to revisit that, Max. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> no way. No way. We just picked all the crap episodes to try to sit through. <laughs> no, no. The the one. Like okay, now they 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 have a rights problem, I think, with 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 some of the episodes, and that's why you can't get the the entire series in a box set. I think we got the shitty ones <laughs> that that yeah. are are left out. No, 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 you don't have to think. Like I know we got the shitty ones. Yeah. <laughs> Did it say the cutting room floor on it by chance? Yeah. No, but yeah, because yeah, oh even God. even Mike chided us on that one, and that was. I was like, well, I'll go back and watch yeah, so You got to find the, but... the better episodes. You like somehow got all the worst ones. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. We like, what, three or four the, episodes? The... Yeah. And they, yeah, they were all, all bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It but is anyway, unfortunate. Some things you just ones. can't revisit. They just remember. It's like X's. They're better in our heads. Don't mm. don't revisit. It's always yeah. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, all right. You're first. 
Oh, yeah. I guess we're on that now, eh? Yeah. Well, yep. my number one is the one series that basically helped shape uh, an entire fandom and love uh, that I have solidly held on to in my tight grip for my entire life, the Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> it was the show that I always got to watch. It was the one primetime show that, without fail, I was allowed to have. I was allowed to watch it with dinner right after Love Connection. <laughs> so I was a big fan. <laughs> nice. I, I loved Star Trek Next Gen. That entire crew and cast just opened the doors to the rest of Star Trek for me, and I've never looked back. I think Picard was laid. basically like my my ad hoc father. So it was <laughs> all the lessons <laughs> I didn't get from Grandpa, I got from Picard. Well, Love Connection is my number one, obviously, because that's fantastic. I'm just kidding. Not be. <laughs> Chuck Woolery, man, back in two. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, uh, Next Generation is great. I honestly I recently... wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, I know you had also said Next Gen was your number yeah. two. Yeah, Next Gen was my number two. Um, this kind of harks back to uh, what Max was saying. Uh, there's more Star Trek I don't like than Star Trek that I do like. Um, <laughs> but Next Gen is like, I like 99% of it. Like, there's definitely some duds in the seven season yeah. run. Um, and it was a lot easier for me to get into than like um, TOS. Because TOS is like was already pretty dated by the time I was growing up, so which is it's still fine. I still enjoy watching TOS. You know, I can watch it, but um, Next Gen was just a lot more accessible to me as a kid growing up. And there were always like reruns on, so I'd always just like be watching reruns with my dad because he was super into it. And like, so I was like, oh, what's this? And yeah. Yeah, and those and those storylines they did were really nice because that was a lot more two parters. So they mm -hmm. had that was the first time you're getting a lot of those, but it wasn't as much as Deep Space Nine, which you would get lost in if you missed an episode. So mm -hmm, right. DS Nine only really came back to be incredible once you could sit down and watch all of them. Whereas Next Gen, you could just hop in the middle of and you're good to go. Yeah, there are like arcs in yeah. Next Gen um, that you can follow throughout the series, but it's yeah, it's not as much as DS Nine, where it's like kind of one continuous story more or less over the entire run of the show uh next gen is just kind of you can just pick an episode out anywhere and be like i'm gonna watch you know darmok or whatever yeah and exactly and there's the cool thing is with that crew there's not a weak actor or character in the mm -hmm. entirety of the crew even with yar you know yeah, denise I mean, crosby didn't last but she still she was great when she was on the show she's yeah, one of the yeah. highlights of season one actually honestly when lavar burton graces you with your presence with his presence you know like that's Love LeVar, man. Well, that was my thing is I actually grew up always wanting to be, and I've said this even to this day, I always want to be a great Geordie. I don't want to be a leader. I don't even want to be second in command. You give me a small department division that you want me to be expert of, I, I'm, I'm your guy. Yeah. I, like, I, I, it's weird that I never I never dug – I could not get into Star Trek. But, like, I, I got it – like. Reading Rainbow was something that that I was down for, and so like I've always had a respect for for, uh, <laughs> for Star Trek because I was like, all right, if Reading Rainbow's on your show, I can't I can't say too much shit about it because that dude's legit, like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that's I, his name I, I, too, Reading Rainbow. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's what I called him. That's what I called him. It's like Cody from Step by Step. That's his name. Reading yeah, Rainbow. Lieutenant Commander Reading Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, does everyone forget that Read he did story Roots now. too? That he did what? Oh, yeah. He did Roots. Roots. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Levar I got Star Trek and then we watched Roots in grade school, and I was like, I can get into this because 
Jordy's right there. Exact same. <laughs> yes, that's how I got into Roots. I was yeah, like, wait, Jordy, Jordy, why? <laughs> they took Jordy's foot. What are they doing to well, Jordy? Because that's the thing. They switched the actor because they fast forwarded, mm-hmm. and I like lost all the interest. And like, well, Jordy's not here. Yeah, what? So Jim Brown. Brown? <laughs> uh, raise your, raise your hand if you're black and you've never seen Roots. <laughs> all right. Now uh, I, I refuse to watch it. I'm sorry. I was like, okay, slavery sucked. I get it. I'm not gonna watch this fucking movie. There's no <laughs> way. You get the gist, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't. I don't need to to watch this here. Oh my god, I, I refuse to watch Roots. Yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything bad against you, know, like Roots. I'm sure. Before we get to Scott's number no, one, no, is everybody good to run over about 30 minutes? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Scott, what's your number one? All right. Number one, I mentioned it earlier when I was I was thinking, like, what's, like, the one cartoon that, like, really just defined my childhood? Or even just show. Like, the one thing that I, like, built a lot of my identity on early on, and that was Dexter's Lab. Awesome. Like, died. Gendy! Yeah, it, like, it's a Gendy pick. Like, it was hard not to have a Gendy pick as my number one. Um, but like, I don't know, Dexter's Lab just, I was so into that show growing up. Cause like, I don't know, he's, especially for me, cause I was like real short, like still am, but like, I always got made fun of for being like the short nerdy kid. So then the show comes along and I could just like instantly connect with like the main character. I was like, yeah. No. And plus it's just and, that and game's quality. You have that hidden laboratory in your, your room too. So that's that that actually I I, I grew up yes. like, man, I wish I could just push a button in the bathroom and the shower spins and I'm in my lab or something like that. Like, <laughs> I wanted a lab so bad. Well, he had the coolest stuff. I, I had a, a younger sister, so I had a different kind of DD going on, mm-hmm. ruining my my foiling my plots. <laughs> Dexter's Lab is a shit. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I fucking love Dexter's Lab. Yeah, the, not so much like, the revival. Right. They, like brought it back. That was pretty bad. But I don't think Gendy was that wasn't, that. Yeah, that wasn't Gendy. So it's like it, 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 it absolutely makes sense why it wouldn't be as good. That was the um, um the Powerpuff Girls guy, I'm pretty sure. I did that up. And it really shows. Yeah. Yeah, it was very similar to Powerpuff. Although I did like Powerpuff. But yeah. you're right. It doesn't hold a candle to Dexter, so still. Yeah, it's just definitely the same. Powerpuff Girls is like, yeah, I enjoy that cartoon too. But the, no, it's. It, the, but when you try to do the same thing, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Sorry, not as good as the original. Uh, I fucking love Dexter's Lab. That is, mm. it is so good. There's so many. And it's like, it's weird how many like good like filmmaking things are in there. You know, it's like the, the dude just. <laughs> I love Gendy, period. I don't got anything yeah. else to say. <laughs> and it's still very rewatchable. Like yes, the, absolutely. Like the jokes aren't the jokes aren't like dated. Like you know, they're not all just like references to things that you wouldn't understand. Like there's you know a few of them for sure, but like the jokes still are like really funny and just you know really hold up. So. Yeah, like the mom and the dad being completely oblivious people, and and yeah. just you know like the 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 one where like the mom is like loses her gloves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like a psycho. Uh, like basically rip off or, or homage or whatever. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, I, I love it. I love Dexter's Lab. After this round of number ones, we'll go through each person again and we'll have them give like two maybe um, honorable mentions that nobody's brought up yet so far. But um, my number one, and there's no other 
show that would be my number one. I would wake up at 6 a.m. to watch this until it was time to go to school. It is Garfield and Friends. I love Garfield and Friends. I still love Garfield. I hated the Bill Murray movie because I'm such a purist with the animated film. Their show and uh, the shorts, the uh, Halloween special scared the piss out of me when I was seven or eight years old. (laughs) And I... I love Garfield. I love Odie. I love Garfield. I love John Arbuckle. Every, normal. Normal, everything. yeah. And even the weird shorts in the middle where they were on the farm that nobody really understood. Oh, I didn't like the cows the and the pigs the and the sheep. Oh. Yeah. The farm was the best. So, I, uh, I loved Happy it all. Acres? What was it called? Happy. It, uh, Happy is it Happy Acres? Yeah. No, it's not yeah, Happy Acres. I think so. it's, it's no. something like that. Uh, something Acres. Oh my god, no, the crazy fucking duck. Yeah, Yeah. the duck was nuts. (laughs) What was his name? Quacky? I don't even remember. And then the clown, remember the clown? Oh, he freaked me out, man. He was like the he was the the enemy was the clown. Oh I loved this cartoon. It's so much. Like I can't even express to you guys how much I love this cartoon. I want to get it all on DVD at some point because I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I've tried to watch um, other incarnations of this and it just it doesn't pack the same punch. I love the comic books. I've got almost a whole series of the Garfield and Friends books or Garfield books. I love Garfield. I used to read in the newspapers. The only thing I ever read in the newspaper, newspaper that wasn't movie listings. I, <laughs> if anybody knows that. me, they know that I love movies, <laughs> and that's right. But Garfield and Friends was my favorite thing ever growing up. It's called and U.S. Acres. U.S. Way. Acres. Mm. And Bill Watterson once called it an abomination. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the name of it. I forgot about the egg with the legs. Yes. <laughs> and like, remember he, like the one time he hatched and he was still an egg? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, actually. that Halloween special was absolutely the best. Still have yeah. to rewatch that every year. Still scares me. <laughs> it's like it for Max. Like, this is my it. Like, yeah. I watch this and I have to hide. Yeah, the same, man. That's why I never like dressing up as pirates. People are like, let's go as pirates. I'm like, no. Pirates, no, fuck I'm you good. up, man. I'm good. Ghost pirates, get out of here. Uh, Max, <laughs> what is your number one? Uh, all right, so somebody had mentioned it, but uh, Looney Tunes and, and Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like the old, like, um, quick drama grob, but, like, you know, like, obviously, like, Bugs Bunny, Tasmanian Devil, like, all those guys. But, uh, yeah, all those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and this, like, um, the, uh, the, the, the superhero one where there's like uh, like a gas guy, the, the like invisible chick and something else. Like there's a bunch of random generic <laughs> Hanna Barbera cartoons that like uh, just yeah. filled up it filled up the fucking day on Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, like all that yeah. shit. But but Looney Tunes um, introduced me to classical music. You know, like you don't realize yeah. that uh, Looney Tunes like they they use a lot of like real shit. Like it, it, it's amazing you know, yeah. what they introduced you to and uh yeah so like i just love all those those cartoons that... uh-huh. <laughs> well yeah. i mean those uh, looney tunes did a great job of really introducing us to the civil war it was between uh some crazy group that wore gray <laughs> and had mustaches and shooted guns at everything versus you know the upright northern bunnies 
Yep. Yeah. yeah no, it, it's it's like a lot of things though. You know, like mm-hmm. and then, like it, it, the, what what gets me, what I love the most is like the the, the hyper fucking racist Looney Tunes. Like if you watch like the the anti Japanese Looney Tunes, like if you can ever see them, they're terrible. They're yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. But uh, it's it's like wow, this this made it on television. Fucking Mel <laughs> Blank, man, the man committed. <laughs> he committed. <laughs> uh, but no, like there's just a bunch of great fucking yeah. talent. Like the voice actors are all amazing. And uh, yeah, you know, I just I love yeah, Looney Tunes. Uh, it's it's one of the again one of those things where I, I realized that I like cartoons more than I like live action because you can just do anything in a cartoon and get away with it. Versus like when you see someone trying to do something live action and they they have to like Space Jam, you know, it's like oh man, the Looney Tunes are you know. You know, with live action, but again, like it's still limited by the fucking live action people there. So, uh, yeah, no, Looney Tunes and and the Hanna Barbera cartoons uh, are my number one, just because like that was most of the shit like where my parents were like, "Shut up, go put the TV on." Oh, right absolutely, there. yep. Yogi <laughs> or any one of them are on. Or, yes, or remember yeah, that yeah. weird chase where everybody was chasing each other, the big race that they always oh, the had. Wacky, yeah. yeah, the wacky races. Oh my wacky god, races, yes, dude. yes. <laughs> fucking uh, like with uh, mm, that d- dastardly <laughs> Dan, dastardly or and Mudley. Dastardly. Yes, yes. yes. Mudley. Yes. <laughs> and then Huckleberry Mudley Hound, was, dude. Mutley would always fuck shit up for Dick Dastardly. He's like, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie was one of my favorite movies growing up. I love that. Fuck yeah, dude! Like, there's there's the Looney Tunes for everyone, and like they even like I, I like the there's a Looney Tunes yeah. show on on Cartoon Network where like Bugs and Daffy were roommates, and like I really enjoyed that show. I thought it was very well done, and again, it's like just bringing the shit forward. Uh, there's a lot of Looney Tunes for like for anybody. Like, I, well, I mean, Tiny Tunes, Tiny Tunes, that song. That was oh a great God, one. Dude. We Love we wouldn't have one. Batman the animated series without Tiny Tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Tiny yeah. Tunes. Oh yeah. I love the movie, the Summer Vacation, the Tiny Tunes movie. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gosh, those are classic. So are their video games. The NES games for oh, Tiny yeah. Tunes are I definitely played that. some of the best for the system. Mm-hmm. Fucking all good shit. Looney Tunes. That's what's up. Shout out to Animaniacs also. Dan, what is your number one? Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is going to take a little bit of a preamble. So, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. But, when I was really little, okay, I I, I used to get up really in early because it was on at like I think, yes, it's in the before times. Uh, it, it was on at like six thirty or seven in the morning on on Saturday. Um, and it 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 blew my mind because I felt like I was watching some books something for like older kids, you know, or like grown ups. I would watch Robotech. <laughs> Yes, and I, I freaking love that show because, like, like I never knew that anybody could die in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. I'm like, I'm like seven years old. And I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> it, it, they just killed really, Roy. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like when you watch anime, like even like Naruto, you know, like like people are getting murked, yeah. and 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 it's like, wow, this is for kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like no, yeah, that yeah. Robotech for sure, for sure, for sure. 
I always mixed up Robotech and Gundam Wing, and as I tried to keep oh. watching Gundam, I was like, I don't like any of these. <laughs> what's what? What's the one I'm looking for? And then I stumbled back onto Robotech, and I was like, yeah. this is the shit. After all these years, it was like a 15-year search. <laughs> if you, oh, if, yeah, if you so say that to, to if you say that to like 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 an anime fan though, they're 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 gonna like roll their eyes at you because you're supposed to like Macross. You're not supposed yeah, to like Robotech. Okay, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm. I know. I realize that my nerdom has been severed in that department. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a yeah, fan of Mobile Suit Gundam Wing because of Toonami, but uh, but uh, yeah, Robotech, obviously. <laughs> I I like all the Gundams, honestly, except for the really? stupid fighting one. I don't like that one. But uh, oh yeah. What's that? No like fighting. Never been sad Gundam. Shows. Oh no like, no! There there there's the one where they have like 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 the fighting tournament thing, and it's like a boxing yeah. match with Gundams. That's yeah, fucking like, dumb. But, like but, random, but the rest like, are okay. Bull shield Gundam or something like that. It was yeah yeah like yeah. But yeah, no, Robotech is shit. I'm strong with Robotech. Yeah, it's kind of aged. Like I don't know if it, it like the animation holds up. Oh yeah, it's. It kind of does. Like I've I've got the the super duper collection box that they made, and it it kind of holds up. But I mean, it it's not the greatest now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's still solid though. Solid story. Like, and and especially if you're seven, like that's that that yeah. is a bit young to be watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was some passionate kissing on there. Uh, I mean, like you know, again, like the, you're learning things yeah, ahead yeah. of schedule on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cartoon. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's totally fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. All cartoons are for kids. I definitely would like to rewatch yeah. Robotech. I remember watching yeah. it on, yeah, like it was like on Toonami or Cartoon Network or something. All right, let's. Uh, yeah, I was like, this I is think it was on weird. the later night, to, uh, the tsunami. Maybe it wasn't on the daytime. I remember watching it as a kid. It might have been. Yeah. Like, was kind of weird. Casey, give us a couple um, honorable mentions, two that you really wanted to fit in that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, one that we kind of we briefly mentioned it, but it's one that circles back because it was one of the tops was home improvement. And the more we've yeah. kind of had our discussion throughout this, it's it's kind of come to the forefront that maybe that was a bigger show for me than I realized. <laughs> so that is definitely one up there. Um, the other one was actually a weird one. It was as I was kind of growing into and what was happening at that time was Friends. Yeah, Friends was too. a big one that I didn't mention either, and it definitely was a tough one to keep out of the top five because it was such a big deal. Every one of my family watched it. I have two families, so you know, from divorced parents, so it's just everybody watched it. It was one of the few things that at every household I could agree with, and we could always watch was Friends. And yeah, Roseanne I, deserves that love too. Yes, yes, John John Goodman. I uh, I was gonna put Friends on my list, but I stuck to below before middle school. If I had gone a little bit older, I would have, because me and my friend Evan would watch Friends in middle school, and it was great. Yeah, so those are some big ones. Scott, too? Actually, yeah, he. those are two of mine. Um, it was Home Improvement and Roseanne were shows that I watched a lot um, as a kid. Um, especially I never, I never got Roseanne. I, my uh, fiance has been rewatching it, and it's been interesting to, to rewatch think, some of it. 
this is a controversial statement. I think the Connors is a better show, but go ahead, Scott. I we'll see when I get there. Um, besides <laughs> two, another one that like almost made the list just because I watched it so much on again on Toonami uh, was Dragon Ball Z. That was like, my is. very first intro to anime, and I don't like that show, but I watched a lot of it just because it was like so new and different mm-hmm. at the time. And like, yeah, I remember like, yeah, every day after school, I think it was like four o'clock, we would come home and watch it. Okay, Dragon Ball Z, like, I was going to mention it, you mentioned it. Uh, that show, it was the first time I've ever been, like, frustrated with the show. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, it's going to happen. This is the episode, yeah. it's going to happen. This is the episode, like, next time on Dragon Ball, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst is when that would happen, and you're like, well, for sure it's going to be the next episode, then it still wouldn't be the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah. Five oh episodes later, five, they, they, they find five the episodes meet. waiting for Goku to fucking get to wherever to fight <laughs> Oh my god, it's so. Oh. When it oh, was on like a Ball. weekly basis, it felt so much longer. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, you can just I've never, now, but. I've never not ever been as frustrated with the show as I have been with Dragon Ball Z. And then, like, you're like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm not going to watch it. Like, this is bullshit. And then, like, next week, you'd find yourself there like, okay, it's going to happen. He's finally going to do something. No, no. He's finally going to fight Cell. No, he's yes. not. He's no. never going to fight Cell. We're going to talk some more. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go train some more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> Let's see what Bulma's doing. No one gives a crap about Bulma. <laughs> so, to all the children that shouldn't be watching us, that might be watching us, have you ever gone to the store on Easter and picked up the food coloring kits with the little characters on the box and wondered where those characters came from? Well, Scott had mentioned he was four years old recording shows with the VCR. When I was three, I loved this so much that I taught myself how to make or how to record on a VCR. And this is Peter and the Magic Egg. I believe that's what it's called. And I have searched for this since my childhood. You can only find them on the Pez boxes now. Like, this movie is almost impossible to find. (laughs) I just remember loving it so much that I rented it from Blockbuster, but eventually it just disappeared. I couldn't find it anywhere. So there it is, Peter and the Magic Egg. And then also Inspector Gadget. That's another one I would rent. Oh, good one. Good good one. one. All right. Don Don Adams is... Don I, nice. Don Adams is probably one of the most underrated comedic actors ever, and especially in Inspector Gadget and Get oh, Smart. Casey, was that you? I, I I thought Jason pulled up the soundbite. That was that was good. That was really get good. you, Gadget. <laughs> that was really good. I have a Thanks. I have a I have a T-shirt of um, uh, what's his name? Claw. Yeah, Claw. Um, yeah. But he's playing um, Minecraft on the computer. Like, the chair's <laughs> turned and you can see he's playing Minecraft. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I always love that, too, that all Claw ever was was a shoulder to an arm. That was yeah. it. Yeah. He was petting a cat. <laughs> oh, man. Good shit. Oh, my God. Inspector Gadget. The movie was terrible, though. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Again, I'm a purist. <laughs> I did uh, the new one that they had on Netflix recently the animated one that one was okay i didn't mind that one but all the animated one yeah but no matthew broderick yeah again you know if you take a cartoon try to make it live action there's a lot of things you can't do and uh, it just doesn't work yeah but the netflix reboot of inspector gadget was pretty good the canadian fist of the north star was perfect max come on oh yeah no totally totally 
Bloody Killings Bloody. Island would be also on my list. Max, what's your uh, two? Uh, I I don't know. I I I'm hard pressed to to think of a different TV show. Like I, everything got mentioned here. Animaniacs. Um, Animaniacs. Um, you know, we didn't officially say uh, uh, Tiny Toons, but uh, those obviously were were fucking just amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, like I I I feel like a lot of this stuff got mentioned. I'm I'm trying to like rack my brain to find something that uh, we definitely dug deep, man. I feel like we we used a lot of brain power on a lot of I this. Did, I, I mean, I'm I'm amazed brain. by some of the things that came back. Like Centurion, are you kidding me? Oh my god, I'm just glad you know what it is. Like I'm finally glad to find something. Yeah. I'm gonna send you the pictures <laughs> of the actual. I literally have them. I will send you pictures of all the action figures I have. Oh my god, god I know a show um, that cats. Swat Cats um, was another one that I loved as a kid. Um, we mentioned it a little bit, but uh, I fucking dug that show. Like I was down. I I wanted. It made me want to be a pilot. You know, like that's a, one of those shows. Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fucking do that. Like. That's a, <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I watched Eek the Cat because I figured I could just be a freeloader who just oh. traveled around the city. But. Oh, yeah. um, um, what about like Doug or Rocco's Modern Life? You know, like, oh, yeah. Modern yeah. Life Twenty One. Yeah. There you uh, go. All cartoons. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely watch more. All real monsters. If anyone ever watched. Oh that. shit! Fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I never got is into like that. That and like Rocket Power were like oh, a little bit later. Rocket Power. I dug Rocket Power yeah. too. I know. Like, I would watch them, but I wasn't like as into them. Yeah. All right. So what, what are you? What are you leading to, Jason? Uh, Max and Amit used to love Ronin Warriors. Oh, love Ronin Warriors. Fuck yes! yes. Oh, Ronin Warriors yes. was the first, that was the first anime I ever finally watched all the way through. It was I the only get into it. I loved were... it so much. Had to wake up at like 4 a.m. on Sunday to watch it. Our friend Stella was a one Ronin Warriors fan too. Uh, no, fuck yes, I completely forgot about that. Oh my God, for sure. Nobody's, no, nobody's mentioned the Disney afternoon cartoons either. Tailspin was great. Tailspin! Darkwing Duck. Darkwing yeah. Duck was amazing. DuckTales, Goof Troop. Duck uh, oh. Darkwing Duck and Goof Troop were probably my favorite out of the Disney. Yeah, mine were definitely Dale, Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. Love that. DuckTales movie is amazing. I'll have to watch it. Yes. Yes. The, the, on the Disney. genie one? Yeah. Yeah, the genie one. Yeah. Gene. Gene's his human name. Uh, Dan, what, what are some <laughs> honorable mentions from you? We just named like 20. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, thanks, JT. <laughs> uh, um, Dan with the wrap up. Go ahead, pick some. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, like, I, like I would say Star Trek: The Original Series, um, with, which we didn't really cover that much, and because uh, I I remember watching that like like after dinner, like like syndicated every night, and uh, um, I'd have to say. Like Scooby Doo, the old Vincent Price one, like like the yes. the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. I think that's With my the Harlem favorite. Harlem Globetrotters, one. those are great. Yeah, no, no, no that that's the uh, the the Scooby Doo meets the other people. Like like oh, that's right. Yeah, when they did the, the meets or with or whatever they were. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, some of those were cool, and some of those really sucked. <laughs> oh yeah, because the Batman agree. one was okay. Harlem Globetrotters yeah. was all right. Yeah, Batman was fun. And uh, the Danny K one was fun. I also have a, Dick have a mystery. Because long ago, <laughs> about the same time as Robo, <laughs> about the same time as I, I was, I was watching Robotech. One, one of the, the the major networks 
put on it, it, it was an anime looking thing and it was it was supposed to be Dragon Warrior but I've never been able to find it. Hmm. So God. if anybody right. has any leads, let me know. Hey, if <laughs> I manage to figure out Centurion today, anything is possible, man. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God. Yeah, because I just... we gotta find Centurions and watch it together. Uh, yeah, we, man. we're gonna do a Centurion. <laughs> so <laughs> in. So it's in. not the one based off Dragon Quest, is it? It might have been. I'm not sure. Because I only remember them airing like maybe four or five episodes in a loop, and then it was gone. But they never, they never actually completed the arc. <laughs> I remember that. So um, that's uh, John, what's, what's what's bugged me for for forty years. <laughs> John would be very upset if we did not mention uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock that's and right. Wrestling animated show from the eighties. Yes, never got I know of it, but it's, it is not good. But it's, it was watched. It's, it's really not good. It was right up there with Mr. T, whatever his little TV show was. Oh, they were all yeah. the same. Yeah, and it's and it's cereal. Yep, I love the cereal, man. <laughs> all right, everybody, we went long today, and I apologize, but the conversation was just too good. Talking childhood stuff is always a lot of fun. Uh, Casey, real quick, where can everybody find you online? Well, I'd like to thank you all for having me on. Uh, you can follow me at Knight on the Twitters or at Plotimus21 on the Instas. I don't know what those mean, but I was told to say that. So check us out on the Scene Snobs. You can find me there on the Scene Snobs podcast every Tuesday night live at 9 p.m. Yeah, Casey, you've got a spot on our show anytime you want to be on. Max and yeah. you seem to have this nice little bromance going. And Absolutely. Uh, it's more whoa. than little. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, everybody, thanks for Get tuning in. Geeks podcast. You guys can find us at 3geeks.ninja. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. You can also find us on thescenesnobs.com. So many cool things coming from our channel, and I can't wait to share them all with you. And from all of us at the 3 Geeks Podcast, as I slowly scroll down to the closing credits, I hope you guys have a great day. Recycle your droids. I want to talk over this too. Fucking dance shit hits harder like every day. <laughs> every time I listen hey. to it, I love this shit more. Thank, right, you. The hell? Thank you very much. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> Original music by fucking Dan. <laughs> that's not. That's not just the fucking Rockabella vodka talking neither. When you try to talk it.